feature presentation. This weird aberration society. Welcome back to Mutual Aberration Society. It's been a minute uh, for, I guess, for MAS standards, it's been a minute. Uh, it's only been, I guess, a week or two. Um, this is the first break I've took. Uh, but I wanted to take a break specifically, not only because I needed to focus on some uh, some projects I was working on, but also to sort of reorient the podcast uh, and sort of kind of start a new season. I don't really know how seasons work uh, because if you guys pay attention to this podcast at all, you'll notice that like my seasons have no coherency. Like the first season is only a handful of episodes. The second season is like a million. And then, <laughs> uh, but anyhow, um, I'm Ryan as usual. And today um, I brought on a couple guests uh, who I will let give their own introductions. Uh, I brought on the, the boys from uh, a podcast that you all should probably be listening to if you haven't. And that is the sick on cinema podcast. So um, guys, what's up? How you doing? Uh, introduce oh, wow. yourselves. Doing, doing good. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm John, the better half of Sick on Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Already with the roast. Yeah, so Matt and John, um, you guys have this podcast uh, called Sick on Cinema. Uh, and what interests me in you guys' podcast is first, let me say the dynamic here. Uh, because you guys are, from my understanding, from listening to you guys, are uncle and nephew. Yes. Correct. Yes. That is which, correct. Is the, which is the, what's what's the age gap, by the way, between you two? <laughs> uh, ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Okay, that's that's not that's not too crazy. You know, I know some people with some uncles who are younger than them. So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, John and Matt they tend to talk about things that are a lot more. When I say things, I mean films specifically uh, that tend to be more fringe and extreme on some levels uh uh which that's why you guys landed here uh <laughs> i have a tendency to uh highlight things that are you know more obscure and definitely things that are viewed as fringe um sometimes we get some mainstream shit in there but for the most part uh it's definitely it's definitely uh out there material probably for for sort of more casual film goers or just people who who like you know who like enjoy art but on a, in a way that's kind of less uh i don't know specific or niche um that being said uh what i brought you guys on to talk about uh was a movie uh that surprise surprise it's a japanese film <laughs> um <laughs> but that movie is called uh curse of the dog god uh from 1977 and it's directed by uh Shunya Ito. Now, Shunya Ito, for those who are unfamiliar, he's probably best known uh, as the director of the uh, female prisoner Scorpion films that starred uh, Miko Kaji, um, a.k.a. Lady Snowblood. Um, I think she's probably known more for uh, for uh, the female prisoner films, maybe. I don't, I can't tell. Maybe it's a toss up, right? It's a toss up. Lady Snowblood, my heart. Yeah, Lady Snowblood, <laughs> female prisoner scorpion. I mean, she's like known. Those are her two like iconic kind of uh, roles. So, um, before we get into it, and before I get into a little bit more of uh, why I want, why I picked this movie, and uh, why 
I thought you guys would be uh, interesting to have on as guests to talk about this movie. Um, I will do what I always do, and I will read the letterbox synopsis. Uh, not that it's going to help, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, in a rural village with a poorly understood but long-standing curse from the dog god, outsiders from two major Tokyo mining corporations scouting for uranium destroy a small shrine and crush a dog under the their jeep wheels under their jeep wheels wow uh, <laughs> after one of the mining company employees marries the daughter of a prominent member of the village the dog god's wrath boils over and people start to die the village girl and mining company employee start a new life in tokyo but the dog god possesses her and she is deemed mentally ill the couple returns to the village to perform an exorcism but it is unsuccessful as the body count accumulates the cause of and remedy for the curse becomes more opaque yeah, that sounds like a mouthful, uh, and that is probably an accurate way to describe this movie because it's very convoluted. So, boys, very. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where do we begin? Um, let me just uh, let me just go ahead and ask you guys. I mean, I'm I know you guys know I know you guys are familiar. You guys are familiar with uh, this director Shunya Ito. Um, yes. yeah. Are you guys fans of Shunya Ito in general? Uh, and, and how 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 deep does your knowledge go when it comes to this this filmmaker specifically? Uh, my, not a ton, yeah. Um, yeah, my knowledge is pretty much just female prisoner scorpion when it comes to like his filmography, but yeah, um, but, but yeah, female prisoner scorpion though is like you know pinky the pinky violence genre is probably the best example of pinky violence, right? So like it's up there as like an all time favorite. I mean, it's really fucking great movie. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely yeah. classic. Yeah, um, I'm I'm only familiar with. Lady Snowblood and this the female prisoner scorpion movies. I think as I scroll through his filmography briefly, I think I think that's it. I, I mean, outside of this movie, um, I do have this other movie of his called Labyrinth Romanesque uh, that I've yet to watch. Just like I had had this movie uh, kind of sitting in a pile to watch, uh, because again, like a director like this who's made movies like female. Prisoner Scorpion or Lady Snowblood. I'm going to want to be, you know, probably, I don't know. I don't know if I want, want to be is maybe not the right word. I'm going to, I'm going to, or, or the right phrase. I'm going to be more attracted to sort of anything that he does just based on the mm -hmm. previous work. Right. I'm like, I'm definitely going to be interested, like out the gate, like, okay, this guy's made something. Let me check it out. Um, But yeah, this one had been sitting around. And when I got, when I got, back into doing the podcast again after my little brief break uh i was like okay this this is a this is a movie that i probably should have watched a long time ago it sounds pretty insane um it lived up to that in terms of just everything that was happening in this movie <laughs> um <laughs> for sure uh, and then i was like yeah it's this is probably a good enough movie to have on some guests to talk about um and i was my tendency with was to bring you guys on to talk about something that was probably a little bit a little bit more, um, I don't know, a little bit more nuts, but this is pretty nuts, but it's just like nuts in a different way. It's a, like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of crazy shit that happens. Um, the movie's a lot. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. <laughs> it's like, it, it opens fairly like almost innocently, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you see these guys driving this truck, you know, and they're driving through this village and they're looking for uranium you know um which is another interesting uh kind of 
aspect to this movie is is it's sort of kind of commentary, um, mm -hmm. not so subtle commentary about sort of like Jap the Japanese uh, venture into sort of not only nuclear power, but creating, you know, a nuclear weapon. Um, yeah. Which is definitely there. I mean, this movie's from like 1977. Yeah. Um, so it's probably like, you know, not too far after sort of the, the nuclear kind of uh, pr proliferation of Japan. Um, so I thought that was an interesting, uh, uh, kind of an interesting thread in this story. But there's just too many. Like this movie feels like, there's like seven things going on at once. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> like it's, like it's, it's even as I try to like think back and talk through this movie, <laughs> I'm just like I'm so like like characters come into the movie at certain points, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, this person is a character. Like the the little girl, for example, like she's not really mm -hmm. an important character until she is, until she's yes. like one of the most important characters toward the end of the movie. Um, but the movie I feel like starts with the uh, the first like few minutes are pretty like. There's a lot of stuff going on. And then it like kind of like lags. And then the last 20 is in, is just everything is happening. It turns into three different movies. Um, it really does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I will ask you guys, because again, I think it's kind of, it's interesting because this whole movie set off by this opening moment, which seems kind of like very, the way it's played, the way it plays out is kind of like very, I don't know, like matter of fact, like these guys, right. they drive this truck into this village. They hit this little shrine that looks like nothing. It looks like one of those, like, um, like you never drive by, uh, you're driving on, and you look on the side of the road and there's like planted on the side of the road is like a little memorial with like a, a cross, a, a wooden cross in the ground. And a yeah. Yeah. it looks like something like that. Right. Where it's like someone died here in a car wreck one night and people put up, you know, maybe family members or loved ones put this, little little tiny you know shrine in their memory well it's like that but even less distinct because it just looks like a wooden birdhouse kind of <laughs> like yeah, yeah to, to me that will seem like a like super rural like mailbox right <laughs> and that's another that's another thing that's important what this movie does is kind of like uh it it shows the differences between like uh rural japan and sort of the city which is like right. Uh, which is a they're very they're when you like they are very different like even to this day to my understanding uh in japan like there's areas of japan like okinawa which i'm sure is probably more developed now but like there's parts of japan that are very much like you're living in the past and then there's the city there's tokyo which is like this yeah you know akira like metropolis i mean akira yeah. was set in tokyo but yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what I mean? uh, but it's like this you know actual you know city teeming with like industry and and technology and then then there's this you know um rural kind of like i don't know like not not in a way that's rural like probably out in america though like you know what i mean like as mm -hmm. you know you guys you guys are what, what you guys are based in like what tennessee area yes. right Yep. Right. Yeah. Right. How 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 far are you guys from Nashville? Are you close? Or is that uh, it's is a, far away? Drive from Nashville. Yeah. 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 It's like two three hours, something like that. Right, John. Uh, maybe more. <laughs> so yeah, there's a difference between like rural in Japan and rural in like the the states, right? Where it's like rural mm -hmm. in Japan kind of looks like feudal Japan, and kind of looks kind of like you know a village that you know maybe you'd run across some like Ronin's samurai and you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
it's no coincidence they shot all those movies there. So, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? That's why it looks like that. I'm sure it looked different in actual feudal Japan, but you know what I mean? Um, I have a tendency to rant, guys. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh, we do, too. We do, uh, too. <laughs> but um, I just thought that that was very interesting how, like, these guys come from the city. They encroach upon this place, right? Like, to, to sort of, you know, take its resources, literally, for the uranium. And then they immediately just start fucking things up. They're not aware of the customs. They're not really respecting the customs. This is a trope that's in horror movies, though, right? Like, the city oh, guys yeah. come in and fuck with shit, and then the locals are like, what are you fucking doing? You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. and unleashes this. I mean, Pumpkinhead is like that, right? Like, Pumpkinhead oh, yeah. is very, you know, similar kind of deal, right? Where, But these guys, they come in. Um, one of the first things they do, though, which, again... It's, I love Japanese cinema. I, I really do. Um, they just see we, we're introduced to these guys, but we're also introduced to our main uh, character. Well, I mean, is she the main character? Who's the main character? I've lo- I'm lost. No this movie has four main characters. <laughs> one of the main char- <laughs> one of the main characters we see uh, we're introduced to her name is a uh, Rie- Rieko Rieko and her, her and her friend um, who becomes sort of I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, what? what, Let's just say this: we're there. Two women, and they're completely naked, and they're just running around nude, uh, and 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 having a skinny dip, right? Yeah, yeah. And and of course, which which is what you do, right? You what you do. You know, know, that's how girls party, right? (laughs) It's funny because we we recently, uh, like, like I think it was like last night we watched Sleepaway Sleepaway Camp, (laughs) and like there's a scene where like the guys are like. Oh, you girls don't want to come skinny dip with us? Well, fuck you then. Come on, boys. Let's do it. Get dicks out, it's boys. Like, let's go. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, yeah. Well, we 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 see we see uh, this little scene, um, and of course, the our our characters who our main character, um, he sort of rolls in with his two other friends who are they're looking for uranium again. And of course they see these girls. So what do they do? They decide, Hey, let's go like, let's go watch these, these chicks. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, basically, you know, they're being peeping, peeping Tom's more or less watching them. And of course the one friend, the third guy is like, Hey guys, Hey, what are you doing? And they're like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, Hey, I'm not going (laughs) to shut the fuck up. And they're like, he's like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and at that point they let the women see them and then they're like, Oh, and they, they cover up and run away. But that's our first introduction to these two women characters who are very sort of like critical in the story because uh sort of the wrath of the dog god is sort of i mean they're kind of like the vehicles by which the wrath is kind of uh i mean well i mean there's no coherency like again i said this but but (laughs) (laughs) but they're kind of you know they play an important kind of role um in the story um but again uh, once they see him, I think uh, our main character, uh, he he kind of, uh, I think his name is uh, Ryu- Ryuji. I'm very bad at Japanese names, Ryuji, even though I can read them and hear them said in the movie. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering them. But Ryuji is sort of like the, the, the our, if they're going, if we had a, a, a hero or a male protagonist in this movie, it's got to be him. I mean, mm-hmm. right. So it's Ryuji. So he like offers, uh, I think, uh, the woman he ends up marrying, uh, uh, I forget her, Rieko, he offers her back like one of her cl- pieces of clothes that was like hanging off of a branch over the top of the, he's like, here. And then that scene just cuts. <laughs> it like just cuts like after that. We don't really know the resolution other than like they got busted spying on him. And then immediately they're he's back in the truck with his two, his two uh, I guess, co-workers slash, slash buddies. And that's when they've run into the shrine thing. Um, 
and there's a dog out there that a little boy uh, is walking, right? Um, and the dog, once they crush the, shr the shrine, like the dog starts barking, they get out the car because they're so hyped up about the meter that they have, some sort of meter device that's like giving them like uh, readings on how much uranium there is or how close they are to uranium. So they're like, oh shit, there's uranium here. Let's go, let's go. They're hyped up. And that's when they kind of notice that they've crushed this this uh, shrine. They don't give a shit, though. They get back in the truck. That's when the dog kind of like runs up barking in front of the truck. And uh, one of the guys runs over the dog. Right. Mm. Um, the guy is actually not Ryu, Ryu, Ryuji. It's 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 the it's it's one of his friends. Right. And yeah. he, he hits the dog. The dog kind of flies across the screen like Air Bud. And like, like everybody, yeah. that damn dog. <laughs> but he's not dunking a ball, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they definitely like just threw the shit out of yeah, that. They dog. definitely just threw that dog, uh, for That's sure. Right. <laughs> I'm like, man, just the dog. <laughs> no, no animals were harmed in them. I don't know. Maybe I mean the way they threw that dog. I'm hoping that for someone they threw it into like something soft. <laughs> right. <laughs> they definitely threw the fucking dog. The dog flies across the screen. <laughs> Um, and then the little boy screaming, you know, because it's his dog. He, I think the dog's name is Taro because he's screaming like yeah. Taro, Taro, you know, and it's pretty fucked up. Um, and of course, instead of like, you know, consoling the boy or saying, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Ryu kind of like looks sadly and it, with his like kind of sad guy face. And he like gets in and takes over the wheel. And then the little boy kind of looks over his shoulder and gives them like the stare of a thousand deaths. Like, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> And of course, he thinks Ryu. I think at this point in his mind, he probably thinks Ryu is the one who 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 killed the dog because when he mm -hmm. looks back over his shoulder, he's the one behind the wheel reversing the truck. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, we know like, okay, they've done they've done some wrong shit, but we don't quite understand like the long term implications, right? Because it just kind of flashes to like six months later, and and it's like late autumn, and yeah. uh, he's getting married to one of the women that we saw skinny dipping. Right. Cause that's just how you do it. Right. Like, that's just how... <laughs> no establishment. Just no like, establishment. Oh, they don't waste now. no time here with this shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, they're getting married in this very kind of like, I guess, traditional ceremony. Um, uh, and it's, and it's the girl Ryu. Uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, his name is Ryu. Her name is Reiko. 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 Um, you guys, Matt, John, if you know how to pronounce these names better, feel free. Uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to all my, all my Japanese listeners. Um, uh, I'm sorry when I butcher your names. Uh, but <laughs> I'm American. We have weird sounding names to you guys, I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they get married. And as they're doing this ceremony, and he's like drinking from this like little kind of like plate uh our little boy hits him with a dennis the menace shot slingshot like you know what i mean breaks the <laughs> the little uh plate that he's sipping out of then he kind of runs away um and that the, then we're then we see the little girl uh for the very first time who we don't know who we come to realize who i didn't know who she was until nope. like probably an hour or so into the movie that that's oh yeah that that's uh Rico's sister her younger sister yeah, I, I had no clue <laughs> i was hoping but, someone knew because i was yeah, like i yeah, think yeah, that's like, what I, it is but i'm not sure yeah i was like that's her sister apparently but we see her for the first time because she knows who the little boy is and i think she says his name or the family name under the breath and the little boy runs away to his older sister who happens to be the other woman who we saw skinny dipping all right and you know she's like why did you do this you know you're fucking up the ceremony 
but you know, he's mad and he tells his sister, like, you know, that guy's he's no good. I think he calls him a louse or something. And then he's like, he's the one who killed uh, Taro. And she's like, oh my God, like, oh, I didn't know that, uh, you know, and that's, and then and while this is happening, then these, these kind of like bikers roll up. Um, well, these bikers are kind of like, just like, I, I don't know. They're like, I guess, I guess they kind of work for uh, the sort of the people who are, uh, and this is, correct me if you guys got this from the movie, <laughs> like I did, which is, the only way I could put this together was that the bikers who are routinely like menacing people in this movie, um, well, certain for certain villagers only, right? From my understanding is there's a lot of money, obviously, uh, in those mountains with this uranium. There's a lot of money to be made. So there's certain families who um, within this village who have already been like pretty much like bought off, like, yo, like we're going to get a lot of money from this. Hell yeah, you can mine our shit. But the but the kid whose dog was killed and his sister, who was the second skinny dipper, uh, their family does not want to sell any of their land or any whatever claim they have to the part of the mountain that they have to this company. They're like the last holdout. So these bikers, like they kind of are working in tandem with not only uh, the company, um, but, but also like the family of who I'm assuming is... Uh, who Ryuk marries into, which is Rieko's father. Like, this is kind of me putting it together by the very end. Like, if you can't mm -hmm. put this, if you guys watch, for, for those who end up watching this movie, don't be deterred by the fact that you don't know what's going on because three people have just watched this movie and we kind of still don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of aspects of the movie that kind of introduced, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, the bikers, yeah. the classism stuff. Like, it's all kind of introduced, yeah. never flushed out. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like, and it's almost like... um it's almost like they they knew everything that was happening, but they just didn't give a fuck that we don't. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I kind of respect it. Yeah. I kind of respect it. Whereas, like, yeah, you guys have had to figure this shit out. We're not gonna spell it out for you. Today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, but trust trust us. This all kind of works. Uh, that's how I feel. Like that was sort of probably uh, Ito's like uh, thinking when he made this movie. Um, so the bikers kind of show up. Are they dickheads? They drive off like villains, like cartoon villains. You know what I mean? And then the sister's like, "We need to go tell uh, uh, Rico about this." And we first, you need to apologize for what you did, right? Because even though you're upset, like we need to apologize. Uh, but also, like, if you tell Rico, she'll probably, you know, she'd probably be surprised to hear that, you know, her husband killed the dog or whatever. Um, so they run to go, you know, catch them, and they see them. They come across them leaving, and they're driving away in the car, and she's in the back seat with uh her husband um and they see them coming but the father-in-law driving won't stop he's like fuck them you know what i mean mm. so she kind of like runs up to the window and's like banging on the window with her friend like oh you know what i mean and like then they drive off and then next thing you know they're at like they're in tokyo now and they're at like a fucking wedding reception right like um and um that's when uh the guy who actually hit the dog uh is giving a speech right um and he's you know one of those speeches that you like when like a friend or a best a best man does at a reception you know where he's talking about like i think he mentions like we came upon a beautiful pixie in the woods now he edited out the point that this beautiful pixie was was straight up naked and skinny dipping which i mean mm -hmm. i guess you know i mean i mean that's a good thing to leave out of the story probably if you're trying probably to trying to be appropriate right um, <laughs> yeah and then you know then he talks about how like they discovered like this village you know it was amazing we we found this you know 
all of this rate, this uranium, you know. Um, but as he's doing this speech, he's something happens. He starts to like see something that no one else can see, right? Um, and like immediately, he's like, at first you're thinking, is this guy having a stroke? Like, what the fuck mm. is happening? Right? The the room gets darker, <laughs> like you know. And then he starts like swinging at the air at nothing, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? At this point, guys, what were you thinking? <laughs> What, this I, is, uh, <laughs> honestly this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's like you know you're like what is happening like and it's really creepy because this guy's mm. just losing his mind and freaking out and mm -hmm. the way they do the lighting where it just dims and it's all on him i said like, yeah. damn this is really cool yeah. it, something this movie reminds me of is some of the like three cat three like hong kong movies yeah yeah like, like stuff like like uh uh god centipede horror and mm. um I always butcher the name of this one for some reason. Uh, red, red spell spells red. There it is. Red, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, films, <laughs> yeah, um, or even something like Human Lanterns too. Like it reminds me a lot of that, but yeah. with a lot more plot points, <laughs> a yeah, lot more. Even, even, even I noticed even like they did the the lighting gag, but also sort of like the makeup on his face, where he mm -hmm. kind of looks like pale and he's like sweaty. And he kind of looks like, kind of looks like a Junji Ito kind of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like kind of character, you know, sunken in face. And he's freaking the hell out. We don't know what the hell is going on at this point. Um, and this is sort of like the first sort of introduction to sort of uh, this curse, right? This sort of like curse that's very non-specific and like we don't kind of know what's going on. Um, but we're after this scene. If I'm remembering these things correctly, uh, <laughs> we see. Uh, uh, Rieko and she's by herself in the bedroom and she's like thinking and she's remembering like we're seeing flashes of sort of the crushed shrine and then it does this other cool thing where it looks like they project something on her forehead yeah. It looks, oh yeah like it looks like they're playing a movie on her forehead like her forehead <laughs> driving you know what I mean like and you could see like what's happening you can also see like people praying at this shrine of some sort and then like it, it's very very strange because it shows it on her forehead then it pulls out and then we see her there on the bed and there's like two candles lit by her and she's watching it the imagery in this movie is very strong like for those mm -hmm. who can't guess like that's why i would say one of the strengths of this movie which isn't a surprise this is the guy who made the, the prisoner female scorpion movies and lady snowblood movies that are very you know known for their imagery let alone for the, like their violence and sort of, oh yeah you know, but they just cool looking ass movies uh, this is the curse of the dog god is no different in that respect. It's definitely a cool ass looking movie. Mm. Um, but after this scene where she sees this shit, she kind of realizes what's happening and she runs into her into the uh, bathroom and her husband's in the shower and like she's still in her you know clothes, but she don't care. She runs in the shower because you know whatever you know it's the guy who made female scorpion prisoner. You know, prisoner, like, <laughs> so, so like they're kissing and he's like trying to console her. And of course, then we see, we see her breast because it, again, it's from the director of female prisoner. Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, you know, they start to kiss, but then he shows restraint. This isn't a pink movie. You know what I'm saying? So they kiss and then it cuts away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so at this point, we still don't know what the hell is going on um, yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there, sort folks. Like, uh, sort of. Sort of, <laughs> yeah, right? sort of. Uh, up to this point, let me ask you, uh, Matt and John, like, up to this point, 
where were you at just as a viewer? Like, were you just kind of like going with it or were you just kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. A little bit of both, yeah. probably. The first, like, 30 minutes to an hour of this movie is really strong and makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. And then it com- becomes a completely different fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it changes, changes movies a couple times before it that. It does. <laughs> uh, but after this, we see our the guy who was freaking out at the reception and he's on top of a building um, and he just leaps, he leaps to his death. <laughs> uh, uh, and of course, immediately after that, we see, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, I think the guy's name is Niyoshi, Niyoshi or something like that. Because I remember the guy in the car screaming his name or whatever. Mm-hmm. The one guy's driving crazy. They're drunk. Um, Ryuk is in this, in the shoot sitting shotgun. And uh, they pull up to this like side street, right? Uh, for some reason, I don't know why exactly. Uh, one the, again, the one guy's drunk. He's drunk driving, you know. So whatever, I guess. <laughs> <That's a separate laughs> they don't give a shit. Uh, he gets out of the car. <laughs> they don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Seventies in Japan are not. They're not really concerned. He gets out of the car to take a piss. I think. Um, I that's what it was. is. Yeah, and like as he's taking a piss, then like he looks to he hears. Hear some noise. He looks to his left and he sees a fucking entire uh squad or, or fucking a gang, a, an army of German shepherds, right? Or they Dude, look like oh German shepherds, right? And it's horrifying, right? Like so, he immediately does what any uh, any of us would do and starts fucking running. Um, and these dogs chase him and he comes to a dead end. And again, he's kind of drunk anyway. So, and these dogs just all attack him and start to eat him. Um, pretty much. Uh, it's pretty bad. Pretty, uh, I mean, the, 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 the initial attack looks kind of tame, you know, with a few dogs pulling on him, but then it like pulls away to this wide shot. And he's like, where you see them just like, kind of like overwhelm him. And it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So like all these dogs are like fucking tearing to pieces. Ryuk or um, however I'm mispronouncing his name uh, he wakes up and he notices so he like reverses the car and then he sees his friend being torn to bits by these dogs he screams his name like Yasu I believe that's his name um, and the dogs start to like rush at him so he immediately gets back in the car and he shuts the door and it's like a Cujo moment because he's like trapped in a car and there's dogs on the windows and there's nothing he can do but kind of just watch and then he looks and he sees his friend's dead body um, and it's kind of like you know a very macabre moment where his friends like just laying there um dead dogs are like pulling at him um yeah, it's it's pretty fucking brutal yeah, it's like, a pretty brutal shot once they show him dead like and it's like it's, yeah it's effective it's like oh shit like uh again this dog god curses some shit because it's like we just don't know what's gonna happen you can get attacked by dogs ghosts can make you jump off buildings um mm-hmm. it, apparently it can possess you which we'll find out <laughs> a little bit later um but immediately after that we're now it's raining, a bunch of people in black, uh, you know, with umbrellas. So I guess it's a funeral because um, the, the time jumps are crazy in this. Right. Um, it, and it's like, you know, he's walking with his wife and she's saying, you know, like, you know, uh, it's a curse. And he's he's trying to, like, say it's not. He's like, no, don't worry. You know, it's not a curse. You know, you're just from some podunk fuck village and and <laughs> fuck nuts Japan. Don't don't no, <laughs> That's not true. It's not true. God damn it. You know, she's like, no. <laughs> It is. It's the dog god. And he's looking at her like, this is why you don't marry women who are from inbred. <laughs> Dude, Small. something I'll say. <laughs> something I'll say about the movie is like, it, it's not really a spoiler, but it also kind of is. 
but it's like there's gonna be a lot of fucking funerals in this movie. There's oh a my lot god! Of yes, yeah. there's a lot of funerals in this movie, and they're very efficient. The Japanese are very efficient about the funerals too, because it's like uh, yeah, they, they're not wasting no time. <laughs> they got the funeral. They got the fucking the different kind of uh, traditional sort of uh, post-funeral services, like whether that's a uh, uh, burning some incense in front of a shrine or wearing some sort of neat traditional garb and walking down a street. They, they've got it down packed. You could tell. Oh, yeah. They're doing the professionals. So they're definitely um, professional sort of uh, funeral goers in this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but after that funeral, I think uh, she comes home and she gets a note. Um, Reiko gets a note from, uh, I think her name's Kiori or Kaori. Uh, and the note she starts to read and she, it's like a note that basically says that she was in love with her husband too. Like the two women that we saw skinny dipping were both in love with this one man. Um, mm-hmm. And she said like, uh, I would have tried to steal him from you, but then I got, you know, uh, and I, I guess she kind of says it like it's like it's a joke. It's serious at first, but then it's like a joke. Well, no, actually I'm getting married. My family promised me to this other man or something, some kind of arranged marriage deal. And like it's a note, but you know, um, she basically is telling her like that she's happy for her friend. Um, but like ever since you and him married, you know, she felt comfortable telling him that like you know that she loved him too, and that she might have tried to steal him from him, from him. But you know, and I think she apologizes immediately after that though. Like, sorry, that's a joke, and I'll be married soon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm recalling that correctly. Uh, and at the same time, uh, I think Ryuk is uh. uh He's like in he's like sick because he's like in bed while she's like reading this. And like he's got like a fucking towel on his head and like some weird kind of like uh bag with I guess hot water <laughs> on top of it. It's like resting on his head. <laughs> yeah. And this is where she's like, you know, the dog god, you know, she, she's she, Reko is like a hundred percent certain this was the curse of the dog god that's brought down all the, not only this death, but like is coming after them. Right. Um, so made him feel bad is plaguing her with these like fucked up dreams and visions. Um, and then like after that, I think he like wakes up in the middle of the night and she comforts him. And this is what I will say about uh, Rico. She is like a ride or die. Like mm-hmm. I know I was joking about her being from like uh, the middle of nowhere, uh, like <laughs> village, like, you know what I'm saying? Where like everyone's related, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> But at the same time, you might, this is like, it's kind of on the fence. Like, I think Ito's kind of on the fence where it's like, look, get you a small town chick, but mm. also like, maybe not, but also maybe, yeah. Because if you want <laughs> the kind of like loyalty that she has for him and the love that she has for him, she's like, she gives him this charm and she's, she's like, I will, I don't care if you're the dog God is going to curse is going to kill me. Take me before you take him. So she like really loves this guy. She's like, really wants like, you know, cause he like walks in on her, like stabbing, the letter of her friend, like, like literally just stabbing it with a screwdriver again, mm-hmm. red, red flag, maybe that you married <laughs> a yeah. little but, bit, but again, like you got to take the good with the bad, right. Where it's like, mm. <laughs> the, <laughs> like the, the, the negatives and the positives to this woman, um, they're kind of like, mm, maybe they balance themselves out. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so at this point he's kind of like, Oh shit. Like this is some serious shit. We might have to go back to the village. Uh, uh at this point, I'm assuming this is what the character's thinking. I mean, they do go back to the village because if they yeah. did, we wouldn't have a movie, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> they go back to the village after this scene where she's like stabbing the letter that her friend sent her like a psychopath and saying, you know, that she will die so that she could protect 
her husband. And, you know, at this point, he knows, like, oh, shit, this is serious. Like, you know, um, we're going to have to go back, I guess, to this to this fucking uh, village. But not. But I think, and I could be jumping ahead, because at first what he does is that's not what he says. He think I think he, like, commits her, right? Does he, like, commit her? Yeah, there is a com- yeah. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like after after this thing. scene, he's like, he's not as I'm 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 giving him too much credit. He's not like a, a husband that's like, oh baby, we need to li- I need to listen to you. He's like, you're fucking nuts. Lock her up. <laughs> <laughs> Something's Get wrong. Get the net. <laughs> <laughs> gonna take you to a specialist, bitch. No. <laughs> so he takes her to a specialist. Um, I don't think that was exact words. I'm paraphrasing. Um, uh, but he takes her to a specialist. Um. And because she's doing crazy shit, right? Um, I think uh, because like after this scene, he like comes home and she's like knitting something with needles, knitting needle- needles and looking crazy. And there's like this weird, like spinny kind of, uh, I don't know what the hell you want to call it. Uh, um, I don't know. It's like she has candles set up and there's like mm-hmm. this weird thing that's like spinning. I don't know what you want to. I don't. I mean, I don't I know. No clue what that thing was. I don't know what no, it is either. I've never seen it before. Some kind of ornamental thing. Um, and then a she holds up lab? this. You're right. I don't know. She like holds up this. Looks like a wiener dog that she knitted. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Like, look, I made this thing, and he's like, "Oh shit, you really are crazy." Uh, <laughs> I've made. See, this I kind dog. of. <laughs> Go ahead. I like. I, I kind of like assumed that like, it was supposed to be like a uh, almost like a physical like embodiment of the dog they hit earlier in the movie but at the same time it's like I mean it I don't isn't. that's the thing yeah right? <laughs> like yeah you're like that all plays out it's like well probably not then <laughs> right. so, but, but once he sees that she's knitted a, a, a whole entire like wiener dog uh <laughs> immediately we cut to her like she's getting like a cat scan <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, got, I didn't even think about that I got confused at like her, we gotta get your brain checked out something is fucking wrong with you uh, I got confused at one point because, like, I think it's her mom is like, it's definitely the dog god, but I yeah, thought it was yeah. a nurse. So I was like, did they see the dog god in the MRI? Like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Because it literally <laughs> says, it literally said in like the fucking subtitles, because this movie is in Japanese, where it's like, they thought it was something the doctors could fix, but it wasn't. It's the curse of the, the dog god. And like, <laughs> the mom said, I think, I, I don't know who it was, it was her mom or his mom, like, curses by foxes or something of the yeah. dog god or just superstitious nonsense. But like they're convinced, like the doctor says, like the symptoms are like hysteria or some shit. But like uh, you know, powerful medicine and, and science can heal her. We just have to wait and see. But like other people are in this family or her family are saying, no, it's the curse of the dog god. Like you know what I mean? Like this is what this <laughs> is. Uh, so he's trying to like, and, and that's when like he goes to see her, and it looks and, and and apparently she's at the same mental facility that sarah connor was in t2 like (laughs) he like logs up and there's like bars there i'm like holy shit like where is she at and then she's like he's like struggling with orderlies and shit he's like what's the what's her prognosis and then it's getting worse and then she like comes out on the other side she's like darling get me the fuck out of here and i'm like yeah you probably get her out of here (laughs) yeah it may only been for a minute but ito had to get a women in prison moment in here right right exactly you're right ito couldn't help himself he was like i gotta do this women in prison. This is like a nod to the scorp- female scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't so help. At that point, then we cut to like they're on a bus back to back to the village, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got her out of there real quick. Right, they got her out of there after that. <laughs> they're like, all right, fuck this. Like, so 
she they come back to the village and and this is where sort of like things start to go um even more insane um or this is like the the point where we know things are about to go more we, well we don't know if you've never seen this but we know because we already watched it uh <laughs> <laughs> shit's about to really go uh it's about to again the last 20 minutes though is really is really where where it's firing on all cylinders and just just shit is just happening um yeah but, but they return back to to her hometown um and upon like them returning, we start to sort of get introduced to um, some of the people we met before. Uh, but in a little, we get we're getting actual more, I don't know, uh, more scenes where we actually interact with these characters. Like her parents, for example. Like we really didn't have like any sort of interaction with them whatsoever in the beginning. I think we may have seen them at the wedding. Uh, but but you know, Rico's back home. Her mother's like consoling her. She looks like something's wrong with her because she's possessed by a dog god apparently um then the little sister's there the father's there uh and then she, the little girl even says i don't want you to make her stay in the storehouse and we don't know what that means yeah and only upon me talking to you guys right now did i even realize that oh this means what's revealed later because i didn't catch it because i had no fucking idea that just seemed like some yeah. random shit like why did she mention the storehouse moving on hmm. Comes back Until into you play. Said it right then I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. Like you I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." <laughs> right, right. But now it makes sense upon watching the movie. You're like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's why she said that." Uh, so they're like trying to like, uh, I guess, commune with the fucking the, the 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 dog god that's possessed her or something. So like, there's this whole ceremony with this man in a white robe with these kind of like monk beads and there's a woman in like a purple robe who's like shaking this weird looking uh i don't know it's like a it's like a it's like made of white lace or thread and it looks like a christmas tree kind of like i don't know but it's on a stick and she's like shaking it and like he's she's like talk he's like the monk guy is like talking to the woman and the woman is the voice of who's of the being or the dog god or whatever i can't quite parse what what is taking over her but like she's talking to him and she's telling him like you know he killed a dog he crushed a, a shrine and he's saying like you know like he's trying to cast her out right and he's like you have no business you know in this woman and like you know he says i'll give you food like you know what i'm saying if you get out right get out and, and this woman again who's somehow there's just like you can have someone else be like a medium by which another demon Again, it's different. It's, it's a play on sort of that shit. We see this in sort of American like exorcism films and shit. But like, it's interesting because this is a very like Japanese take on that. And like this third person who's like, it's 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 interesting. It's interesting like variation on on like that kind of thing where it's like instead of it being like a priest talking to a woman directly through with a demon speaking out, it's like there was like a third party that mm -hmm. he's talking to. I thought that was weird. Did you guys? Did you guys think that was strange? Like it was kind of like confusing a little bit too. Yeah, I was. Um, I was definitely trying to figure out how it involved her and yeah. why the demon wanted rice and beans. Exactly. I was about to you. You took you took it out, words out of my mouth. I was like, I couldn't because this is one of the <laughs> parts of the thing, right? Where the demon is like basically like, I want rice and red beans. Like I'm like, I've never heard that right ever. <laughs> then it cuts to like a scene where they do an exorcism <laughs> with. Rice and red red beans and rice. Well, I've never seen a red beans and rice no. ever in my life. For that, I'm like five stars. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Red like, beans like, and rice exorcism. Like what the? Fuck? 
Like she's like laying there <laughs> naked, and they're just like, "Here, take them." Right. So, so she so so they do they perform this this interesting exorcism where she's like laying there, um, and she's kind of like barely conscious in and out, and she's like moaning, and then there's these little clumps of rice with red beans in it, and like everyone is taking the little clumps of rice. And as they do this thing, they're like rubbing the rice. It's yeah, like rubbing it all over. Right. And yeah. then of course, of course, this is the director of female prisoner Scorpion. So her, her <laughs> blouse comes open and her breasts come out for no reason. I mean, but they do whatever. And then it's like rubbing, rubbing, this, they're rubbing this red rice and beans around her. Right. And, and, uh, and she's kind of like reacting. Like she's just like, you know, oh, uh, twitching yeah. shit as they're rubbing this red. Cause this is what I guess this, demon thing wants um um it's hungry apparently i don't know uh but they wrote the red <laughs> they read the red rice and beans um and then like i guess it she kind of like reacts to this and i guess at a certain point we we think that's it right like that's over, mm-hmm. right like I, whatever happened happened because she's no longer like you know i mean i mean she's kind of moaning in ecstasy again like I don't get it other than the mm. fact that like it was an excuse to show breast. Like I, I don't really know like what what the fuck. But just sprinkling some fan fan service. Right. <laughs> just sprinkle like, a bit of that you know, in there. Like, you know, I, I, I watch a lot of pink movies and shit. So I'm kind of yes. like, I'm kind of like, and I know you guys watch all different kinds of movies. So I'm I know I know viewers like us are kind of immune to this shit, but like mm. I have to like point it out because there's people that probably don't watch shit like this and they're probably like, what is that? <laughs> but like, but fucking, so afterwards they take the rice and they're like throwing the rice balls at the house of the family of the, <laughs> who they think the dog curse came from, which is the boy and Rico's friend, Carrio and her mother and father and shit. They're like just d- d- pelting the house with these It's like, fuck Fuck you. Throwing these rice balls and the family's inside and they're just like these motherfuckers they really think we cursed the dog god on these people and they're throwing rice and shit at our house right? <laughs> i think the father's like those sons of bitches you know like <laughs> yeah um i mean again there's the one family that won't sell their fucking land or whatever or like let the people come and mine on their shit yeah but there's already that tension that we're kind of we're discovering because after that we see a bunch of villagers uh drinking um with uh with the monk guy in Ryuk. This is after they threw the rice balls. And they're sort of like as they're talking, the uh we see Ryuk is laying in the back. She's asleep, right? Um and they're like I think the monk is like I I think it's over. I think it's done. Like I think I think she's no longer, you know, um and I, I and again like we get the sense of like this this village is very divided. Like and sort of but like at this moment like they feel like the curse that they blaming this family on or whatever is done though. We fixed it. Fuck them. But that's when the lights cut out and it starts to flash and shit. And then they're like, what the fuck? And then they look over and Rhea like kind of like she like rises up, like kind of like exorcist style, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or, or sort of like uh and she's she sits up and she's her face is all pale and she kinda she kind of looks uh in the light, the again, lighting changing. Like I think mm-hmm. like like it's like a blue kind of like this eerie blue kind of like side light hit with the fucking black light uh, or the shadow. Right. It's cool looking, right? And then she like turns her head and she's like speaking with her eyes closed at first. And, and then she's like, you think you can get rid of me so easily, 
right? Um, and you're like, oh shit, the demon's not there. And then she like finally opens her eyes and she says, uh, I think she says, correct me if I'm wrong, that like, I wanted your husband, which this confused me at this point because she's speaking at this point from the perspective of her best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but her so best friend is alive. So how is, I don't know. Like, I don't know why it works, you know what I'm saying? But like, she's like, says she's like, it's like her best friend has taken over her, right? But it's not the best friend, it's the dog guy. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. I, the, yeah. the, the, the sort of like internal logic of this is kind of like not clear. And I maybe, maybe, maybe it's the subtitles, maybe. Maybe. It's possible, but lost I don't think so. Yeah, but I, maybe it maybe it is though. Maybe it's something lost, or maybe it's just something the misunderstanding that us Westerners don't have about this sort of myth. There are these sort of like mm. these, are, these are these are definitely like this movie is taking off on things like The Exorcist for sure, but it's also rooted in a lot of like Japanese myth and mm. mythos, and that is they have their own specific kind of folklore and and myth that like is very specific. And when you look into the shit like this, you find out like there's certain elements that are very. Uh, very like specific like these these kind of rules exist and we just they Mm. seem like no rules to us because we don't understand it so that could be it that could be kind of that's what i'm assuming but like so the best friend is not the best friend who's possessed her kind of like has this moment with uh uh, ryuki where he she starts like kissing him and it's like the most disgusting tongue kiss so it's graphic right this tongue kiss moment is like it's like it's like porn, like you know. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a tongue kiss that's like so like pornographic. It's like she's sticking her tongue in his mouth, like, uh-huh. and he's just like, <laughs> and you're like, and it's like the saliva is like yeah. very the viscosity of the saliva is like really strict. It's like holy shit, like like they might as well have shown penetration. I'm like, this is <laughs> this is the most fucking this shit fuck all the nudity that they the moments of nudity nothing to this tongue kiss that they have where they're fully clothed it's fucking i was like bizarre right and then she like after this moment he like freaks out like ah bitch you're not my you're the other bitch (laughs) (laughs) like he gets off then she like jumps through the fucking rice paper wall and then like then the guy's start beating her with sticks i mean <laughs> that's my favorite i'm like what the hell are they doing right right then it cuts to her and she's like tied up like you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> <laughs> so this this exorcism has gone well uh <laughs> and like so so there's she's sitting there tied up uh and then he's sitting there um and they all like i guess like they fall asleep right like everyone is asleep and he's the first one to wake up. Uh, Ryuk is, or, or, um, or however I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, he looks up and she's gone, right? Like he looks up, she's no longer there. The ropes, just empty ropes. He goes outside and he sees her laying in the snow. Lady Snowblood. Uh, Ito, is, Ito is a fuck. he's like throwing like all kinds of like fucking Reference. references to his own work like yeah you remember this movie I remember this movie like, <laughs> look at this look at this shit this is for all my this is for all my heads right here I'm fucking throw this in there <laughs> yeah. like laying in the snow lady snowblood shit you know he like comes up to her and she's like darling I want to go back to Tokyo and at this point I'm like no fucking shit <laughs> like yeah. you know, let's go back to me with sticks right like let's go back to tokyo is like yeah but of course uh he's you know he's like 
she's dying for some reason, right? I guess. Um, I don't know if it's hypothermia. I don't know if it's because she got beat by sticks and there's some yeah. bleeding. <laughs> there's various Maybe reasons why she could be dying right now. <laughs> It's not totally, quite clear why she's dying, but she died. Um, I totally forgot that reasons. she got. <laughs> I totally forgot that she did get beat by fucking sticks. They just chased her, just like get they her. Beat, they beat her like a pinata, like a yeah. pinata. Like they beat the shit out of her, and she's in the snow with no shoes on. So there's one of these, one of these things called her. So are the fucking demon ghost thing or whatever. Um. So she's like dying in his arms, and it's very, very emotional, very dramatic, and, and we feel bad for him because he lost his love. And like you know, it's sad. It's a moment. He he's like clutching her and screaming and being very, very actory. And uh, um, but but it works. I, I I thought I thought it was an effective scene because I did feel for him. I did feel like, mm-hmm. damn, like you just lost Reco. You know, she was a, she was a real one. Um, because she she would she would have died for you. And guess what? She did. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. she was she kept to her word. Uh, uh. So at that she point, may not have expected it, but right, right. right. Definitely like did. I mean, Ito was definitely giving us like you know, fucking giant signals. Like, hey, she's gonna die. Like you know, at every <laughs> so it's not like it was a surprise, but you know, it didn't make, it didn't take away from it didn't lessen the impact. Uh, and at that point, I think uh, now they're in the woods. Uh, are, are the movie cuts to the woods and we see the sister of his wife now late wife and the the the, the little boy who who is the brother of his wife's best friend because they're i guess they're like hang out they're cool or whatever and mm. they're, just, they're just in the forest the boy has a new dog because of course uh the other dog Cairo got you know ran over by fucking you know uh <laughs> van a van a truck yeah like the truck from fucking uh uh of the sorcerer, <laughs> yeah. freaking sorcerer, the truck hit it and flew like blood across the screen. Uh, so that dog's dead. <laughs> I will say, you do not want to be this kid's dog. No, no, not at all. Like this dog has a death sentence. Like, like you know what I mean. Like the moment that he decided to come to this kid, like you're like, oh fuck, this dog is done for. Um, kid's got a new dog. Uh, <laughs> and then we see uh, Ryuk is also in the forest by himself. You know, because again, he's he's. He's in his feelings because his wife just died. He doesn't know what to do. He's back in this village where everyone's related. And like, he's just like kind of looking up and then like, you know, and I think at that point, um, he, uh, does he have like, there's some sort of like uh, realization where he's at because he like kind of looks up and it does that camera zoom thing like that, like Ito's known for. And he hmm. zooms in and you realize what he's looking at because it cuts to and you see it's a brand new fucking shrine, right? So he sees this fucking shrine and immediately he runs up and grabs a big ass branch and just starts destroying the shrine because, you know, last time he destroyed the shrine, it worked out well for him. So he's back <laughs> yeah. at it again, like, fuck it. <laughs> so beating the shit out of this shrine, right? And that's when the little boy runs up to like stop him, like, and he like grabs a hold of him and then he like throws the little boy down. Right. And the little boy like tries to bite him, you know, um, because him and his little boy, they have like real beef because like he like killed his dog. <laughs> He's always fucking with his shrines. You know what I'm saying? Like all kind of shit. But then the little the little sister comes in, uh, Mako, and she like stops him, you know, calms him down. And then he sort of like comes to his senses and he like tries to give the little boy a shoe back. But the little boy is like, I, I don't fuck with you. And he runs away. Right. <laughs> yeah. Chases after the little boy. Right. And uh, at that point, this is where we sort of get the first time that like uh, Ry- Ryuki or I'm, I'm butchering this guy's name over and over again, but again, sorry. 
this is the first time that he sort of gets an interaction with, uh, uh, I think her name's Kario or Korea. I think it's K A O R E. How's he? How you guys pronounce that? Kaori, 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 Kaori. That's why I remember it's having spelled in the subtitles, and I think that's how it sounded when they said it. But um, he runs into her first, and she sees him, and this is a surprise to us because we thought she was married, right? And also, we thought she was possessing her friend, but she wasn't either of those things. <laughs> but she like looks at him, he looks at her. It's kind of like this weird recognition of each other. Like, oh, you know, that's my best friend who's now dead's husband, but that's also the man I love. Also, he seen me naked earlier, and he probably liked it. And um, <laughs> he just picked... You, you got the feeling that when he saw both of them, he was just like, I'm going to get one of these chicks. And we <laughs> flash forward, and he got one. Right, so like, yeah. and now he's back for the other. Like, like uh, uh, no, no. Uh, but like, she, so she runs away though after they have this moment, and then that's when the father steps out, and he's like, "Yo, like, who are you? Are you from the fucking mining company?" And then he's like, "You know, that's when he says, like, you know, doesn't matter how many times you're come, you're not gonna touch my mountain, right?" And then the man is like, "Man, I'm not. Nah, I'm, first of all, he is with the mining company, but but he's like, but that's not why I'm here. You know, he basically tells him he's like he wanted to, he finally wanted to meet him because he he blames." his family he was like you know like my wife died because because of the uh curse of the dog god and you you it was your family that invoked the dog god you know what i mean and then that's mm -hmm. when the, the the i think uh he, the father's character says like he's like uh so you're like a uh, ryoko's husband he was like it's interesting that like even like even city people like you you know like believe in the dog god i think i think he says city slicker uh, you know yep. yeah I'm pretty sure that like city slicker isn't like a, a a term that like Japanese people use, but but whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's what, that's what the subtitle said. So whatever, whatever they actually say, like you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, it could it could be like a, like a translation from like oh, this is probably what audiences would think that right, right. Make. I'm pretty sure they have their own term that it means exactly or the equivalent to that. You know what I mean? Which is like some fucking asshole from Tokyo. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Uh, you know, and so, but then he says, like, you know, uh, my daughter, uh, Carrie knew her, knew your wife well, you know, and he also said, my daughter's also the victim because, like, the once the family that, like, after this, the fuss about the curse, right, the family that she was married, like, that, that had the arranged marriage heard about it, then they, like, sent her back and they didn't want the marriage to happen anymore, which is explains immediately why she's back in the village. Uh, <clears throat> and he sort of, like, walks away. And at this point, like, you're trying to piece this movie together and it's kind of coming together, right? It's like, okay, like, here's there, you know, um, but you still kind of like, I still felt, did you guys feel kind of, uh, kind of like, I, like, we, <laughs> we, we, we were watching it together. And I was, there's even like, at this point, I was like, there's so much going on that I'm just trying to keep up with everything and put it together i was just like what the fuck is going yeah. on i don't <laughs> yeah, I was... the movie will like subtly drop important plot points and passing like yeah, it just... had been like you can't have my land you're like now nah, wait a minute when's this been a thing <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah so it's like it's really interesting because like at this point like um then i think i think i think i think this is this is where we we see uh rico's parents and like his dad is like with the mother and they're upset because she died, obviously. But the mother's like in her old room. And then he like yells at her, like, pick this pigsty up and like fucking runs out and some shit. And like, you know, <laughs> a weird reaction. But, you know, people grieve differently. Right. Um, right. But you're you guys are right, though, about like how this movie sort of you have to kind of like movies like this. Right. You have to kind of like let let it just all wash over you. Mm -hmm. You can't like 
the only way to enjoy this movie or to watch a movie like this that is so convoluted and like things are coming at you is to sort of just surrender to it, right? Yeah. You just got to be like, fuck it. I'm here for the ride. Let's see where it's taking me, right? Like, yep. and I mean, obviously, I don't got to tell you guys this because you guys watch enough crazy shit that you kind of know that. Like, once you watch enough cinema that's out there and doing different things, you just kind of learn to like how, like, to sort of like let the movie be what it's going to be and not try to like, you know, overthink this shit because at the end of the day, like you might get to the end of the movie and not know what the fuck happened, but you know, that's probably not the point. Uh, 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 like, <laughs> not, it, as much as plot intricacies are a part of this movie, it's not, this movie's not really about plot, which is very interesting because like, it's interesting to see a movie that isn't about the plot that is so meticulous and complex when it comes to plot points. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? That's a very the interesting. Movie's a, yeah, go movie's ahead. a lot more about emotion. Right, it's about like the intricacies. Like, there's all these like crazy subplots, but at the end of the day, it's all about loss and loneliness and mm-hmm. mourning and stuff like that. Than it is more so about the uranium stuff, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now the uranium stuff is just like some shit that they just kind of like. It's like an afterthought, but it's also kind of like thrown in there because I do feel like probably during the time that was like probably like a hot topic and yep. like it was probably very in vogue to talk about that. Um, and honestly, as a given that it's Japan and given sort of like everything about Japanese cinema post, you know, uh, World War II is kind of always on some level of commentary about when we dropped the bomb mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, um, I feel like that can't be, uh, those, that, that can never be separated from, Japanese cinema from that point moving forward. No, you know what not. I'm saying? Like, because they're like, you know, the, 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 the fucking, it's a fuck. Like when I think about how fucking insane it was that we dropped and I say, we, I just mean, you know, America. Yeah. I, 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 you know, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely um, in the death to America camp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, no, but like, um, <laughs> but like the fact that America was like, "Yo, we're dropping a whole nuke on Hiroshima and Nagasaki." Fuck you, like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's still insane. Like I get it; they were side with the Nazis. They attacked Pearl Harbor, but it's like one of those things where it's like, holy, like when you really think about that, when they drop that shit on, like, and then you got to think about like the the society post that, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like it's reflective in all Japanese cinema, like where it's like, they can't help even if it's not even a conscious thing, like even subconsciously, you know, even generations of people who weren't around to experience it on some way are subconsciously affected by that. And it's like, it's always a thread I, I find in these movies, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. Like, so this idea of like, Oh, even, even the comments that they made about like, uh, someone, some one of the characters says something about like, that shit should be left in the ground. That shit should be yeah. left in the mountain. Like, yeah. Because you guys are only going to make bombs from it. So what's the point? It's better off if that's what you're going to use it for. Like, it's better off that it stays there. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very interesting that you bring that up, too, because, like, when you think about, like, Japan's, like, connection to, like, nuclear um, stuff in movies, like, I mean, Go- Godzilla, for example, is literally a product of the bomb. Yeah. 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 And yeah. all their cinema, like from there on, would have some kind of tie to it in some extent. And like even around the world, like in the fifties in America, we had the giant monster craze that kind of spurred out of like nuclear fear and 
the you know the fear of the Red Scare and stuff like that. So it's very interesting, like what cinema became post World War Two. Right. Yeah. And and I feel like that to, for us not to mention that is kind of like you know we would be we would be uh, kind of like leaving out an important uh, just an important flavor to this movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like you know it's just it's just there. And then like and again like you're watching these people like like even even after like tracking with the story up to this point i think at, at this point we start to see them like actually mining the uranium like we yep. see like these men and they've set up like this makeshift kind of like uh mining operation and then like we see them go down inside the mountain and like they're like shining a uv light on the and it's it's glowing you see like the uranium glowing kind of reminds me of like uncut gems when they like in the, <laughs> in the very yeah. beginning of uncut gems and shit like but they're like they're like looking at it and then like they've got these guys walking through uh the where they burrowed out like sort of like tunnels and like they're mining this uranium and i think at some guy at jumps in front of him and his like face is like mutilated <laughs> like, so there's, there's, like and there's another guy who's like screaming and it's like there's this mining machine it looks like a hand some sort of handheld drilling device that's like operating by itself and this mm -hmm. guy is like screaming like oh and it's like it's, <laughs> it's like it's just fucking going and then like they're trying to stop like i think uh ryuk is like they're trying to stop unsuccessfully trying to stop it from, you know, going. And this dude gets his chest drilled in. Like, it's like... A, oh, my God. That like, effect is murdered, crazy. Like, yeah, and he's like, he dies. And then after the scene, it just, like, cuts. Like, like the yeah. drill goes literally all the way through his body. And he's like... Yeah. Uh, he's impaled and he falls dead, right? And then it just cuts to a scene. They're just chilling. Like, they're chilling in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's like the... It's like the most... It is the... It was one of the... Like, there's a lot of, like very abrupt cuts in this movie but this is one of the probably most unintentionally funny ones in this movie because he dies like that and then they just cut and they're just smoking one of the dudes is smoking a cigarette they're just peacefully sitting around like a boardroom kind of makeshift board yeah mm. like, so we're gonna like uh collect the uranium through like pouring sulfuric acid on through this <laughs> yeah they're like because apparently this other shit is getting people killed so like uh <laughs> so, you know like... what I'm and, I, and i think it's ryuk that comes up with the idea he's like uh like basically like if they pour this acid down there like the runoff liquid we could collect we could use it to collect the uranium um and it's like not a it's a method that's not like as labor intensive right and and it, and it can be used to like i think i think he says like it can access like certain areas of the mind they're just really hard to get to right? right but but that's when someone i think someone says um someone inter like he's like someone says like the snag like or something like sulfuric acid won't it like potentially like seep into like the villagers water supply and and then i think one of the guys is like, no, 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 there's no way that can happen. Like, because I'm looking at the geography of the land and there's no way I can happen. So we know at that point it's definitely going to happen. Like once the motherfucker says that, you're like, it's over. These people are, these people are fucking poisoned. They're done. <laughs> right. right. Like, there's no way this could happen. All right. So then the dude's like, it's settled. We're going to poison everybody. Uh, so, <laughs> So I guess they set about to do that, which is again, it's a very, it's a, it's a very offhand sort of plot point moment. Um, but like we watch them sort of like set up uh, this new sort of contraption that's, I guess, where it's like these long hoses and they turn on this machine and then they like celebrate once the machine kicks on and like it worked, it worked, and they're like drinking and shit. So apparently, you know, like they're like, yeah, we did it. Like here's some beers. We're poisoning the village. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and this again. If this sounds if this sounds like we're said a lot of shit, 
because a lot of shit has happened in this movie. This is a very uh, plot heavy movie, which again, I think John was saying this, which is like, but it's not about the plot. It's it's yep. it's it's a, it's a movie that's not about the plot with a million kind of plot points. Um, so I will say, like, like hearing you like you know go through it, mm-hmm. it does it is something to click a little bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one but of those like, movies where like I was watching it and I was just like, hmm, I think I'm gonna like when I like go back through it, I think I can piece things together a little bit better. And because it's like it just kind of like by the end of the movie, I was kind of like, oh, what? Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like I was like I got it, but I didn't. Like I was like I, I know I've seen all these things, and then mm-hmm. like having to go back through them and piece them back together, you kind of like make sense of it. But but yeah, after this point though, when they turn on the machine, um, and they're like happy that they're like killing everybody. Uh, then, then there's like a. <laughs> I mean, they think they're not. I guess I think I. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, uh, maybe corporations are kind of <laughs> fucked up. So, uh, yeah. and by kind of they are. Uh, then there's like this. <laughs> there's like another ceremony or that they're doing where for some reason I don't know why, but the little girl Mako is there, and she's got like some sort of ceremonial garb on that we. She like lifts it lifts it up and we see that it's her because there's no way to see her because her face is like completely covered in like red cloth. But she's there, and while she's there, then we see uh, how you say her name, Cario, Cario, Cairo, Cairo. No, Cairo's a Cairo's a Cairo's a dog, right? The first dog. I thought it was Taro. Taro, Taro, Taro. So Cairo is a place in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Cairo is a place in Egypt. Shout out to Egypt. But shout out to my people in Egypt. Fucking. We see Cairo. She's like down in the water. Like I guess she's like doing some sort of like it looks like she's doing some kind of like fish mongering kind of thing. I don't know. But then that's when the biker gang rolls up for no apparent reason. And of course I'm like, oh no, here we go. Like a woman yeah. by herself, six guys. It's Japanese. Here we go. I think. Oh that's yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I'm pre- yeah. I'm mentally preparing myself because I've seen enough Japanese cinema to know this shit can go real bad. <laughs> like. <laughs> And, and like you think it's gonna go real bad, right? They're like they're like attacking, they're like ripping at her clothes. But she says, "Fuck this! This is not about to happen." And she jumps off a damn like into a waterfall, <laughs> like like jumps off <laughs> jumps off a ledge uh, into the water. Um, and as she's like going down the rapids, uh, Ryu cast, ha, just happens to be down there chilling. Like he's just down by a rock with his hands behind his head, like and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like so he like jumps in the water <laughs> and like to save her. And meanwhile, like the biker guys are like kind of like tracking her, like her progress. And they see her, they see him grab her and they're like, oh shit. Like, so they, they just abort their plan or whatever. Um, and also they rolled up with like masks, like weird, like kabuki looking masks. Uh, yeah, right. For Everyone knows who this one biker gang is. Dude, why are you wearing masks? We all know who the biker gang is. Like, <laughs> You're the only bikers in this the town. The only biker in this little podunk ass rural <laughs> Japan area. Like, come on. This, this town that feels like at time only has two houses. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, this is like four houses total in this whole village. And like, not only that, they come with, they got these fucking three ninja masks and shit. Like, and then they look stupid. But, so like they decide to abort the abort the plan or whatever they're gonna do and, and because they found it, but then they like go and report back to uh who we I think is the uh the father of his father-in-law, right? Like uh mm-hmm. his father-in-law, and they're like I think they say like he's been uh Rick has been bewitched by her, like you know what I'm saying? Like he's been bewitched by her, like he's back with them, you know. Um, so the whole village is turned against his family, right? Like, yeah. Because one, they thought that they are the ones who brought on the dog god curse, but also 
they're the family that's holding out yep. when it comes to the uranium company. So there's all of these collective interests against this family. So when he's with the family, they're pissed about that too. You know what I'm saying? They're like, why is he down there with them? You know what I'm saying? But at this point, this is when he gets in good graces with her and her family at this point, because obviously he pulls her out the water. Then there's a moment with the little boy, right? The little boy is like heating his fucking, his little, his bath or whatever. Like he's, you know, they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. They got to use fucking yeah. to heat the bath. You know, there's no fucking, they've got a whole mining company out there, but no fucking like no plumbing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, it's, I like, mean, so. I mean, it's kind of realistic, dude. It's like it's kind of realistic too, though, because like, but, I, but, like I've you're heard right, of, like, it's super realistic. But my thing is like, okay, if the mining companies come and they're gonna make all this money, right? Wouldn't they, to get in the good graces of the village, be like, you know what, we can build you guys some plumbing too while we're out here? We're, you know, wouldn't they do some? No, they probably wouldn't. No, <laughs> nah, they'd be like, yeah, I fuck them. Fuck <laughs> you getting your money? Fuck you. You know what I mean? Uh, like so, yeah. So he's down with the family. Um, and at this point, um. I don't necessarily I don't necessarily know if if this is where they start throwing um no 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 here's what it is once the bikers the bikers are like there's like a I don't know if it's a few is it a funeral procession like they're like walking and it's again there's a million funerals in this movie this movie could have been named <laughs> this movie's name could have been like 17 funerals or some shit like you know that's could have been another, <laughs> that could have been another, because they're like walking along and the bikers roll up to them like hey he's with the fucking chick and her family you know and they're like what <laughs> oh shit like <laughs> like you know what I mean? so so at this point 17, he's, 17 he's holding, funerals of the dog god <laughs> yeah yeah 17 funerals of the dog god that's a great title that sounds like a giallo or some shit uh, yeah. but, <laughs> 17 funerals of the dog god directed by dario argento um, <laughs> yeah yeah. Fucking, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, you're good. Uh, this podcast is uh, is all about derailments. Um, no, but um, so yeah, he's with the family, and there's an interesting moment, like where like the little boy who's still mad at him, but then he like blows a bubble, like he takes like his hand with soap and he like blows through it and blows a bubble, and of course this makes the little boy like smile for the first time in his whole life and the whole movie. Um, this his whole life, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the first time I've seen the kid smile the whole fucking movie. Uh. <laughs> And then, of course, the that's when uh, uh, Cairo comes in, and he's like, while he's bathing, and she's like, wants to like help him, uh, like you know, wash off, uh, you know, um, <laughs> but that's cut off. The pink, the pink film moment is cut off because a rock comes through the fucking window, like oh shit. So they're outside, right? And then he's inside, like the people are like outside of the they're just fucking with them, like. And then we then we find out like. They start to throw shit against the house, right? And when I say shit, literal shit, literal, yeah, literal shit. We don't know it's shit until they, till like the husband who's inside the house with his family in in Rio, because he's like, he's like, yeah, they think it's it, they think that throwing feces will ward away a dog god or whatever, some shit like that. Because when it first hits the wall, it's like orange looking shit. So yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what their diet is, but it's pretty gross. Like it's like maybe it's like maybe they eat a lot of corn. I don't know. It's like fucking yellowish orange. So they like throw it at the wall. So they're like literally pelting the house with shit. Um, and of Bruh. course, Rio kids wants to go out there, but they're like, nah, listen, man. Like it's it was they had a a, a wake or whatever, or some sort of again seventeen funerals. So like everyone's really <laughs> drunk tonight. So it's best to like just stay here because you know these motherfuckers just let them blow off steam and throw shit at our house. Some kind of festival is happening. 
again, maybe it's a festival of funerals. I don't know. <laughs> a funeral festival. Because uh, it was some kind of festival that seems like a funeral. I know that for a fact. That's why we saw the little Mako in her little doing whatever her thing was. Yeah. So they're like outside, like with like burning like little effigy crosses and fucking, you know, trying to like ward off evil spirits or whatever the fuck. Uh, because again, this village is the middle of fucking nowhere. And these people are very, you know, simple people. Um, very superstitious. I mean, superstitious, but simple. Like I did, I did. A, uh, have you guys ever seen? Uh, what's the name of the fucking movie? I did an episode about uh, this movie that was based on a true story. Um, um, and it's uh, I'm I'm literally gonna have to look look it up because I I have a um, acute memory loss for some reason. Um, <laughs> it's probably because I was trying to track all the plot points in the Curse of the Dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. my brain is fried now. Uh. Uh, but the movie is uh, let me see here. Is it Village of Doom? Village of the Doom. Yes, yes. Village of Doom. So the Village of Doom is based on this actual massacre that this guy did. He killed a bunch yeah. of people in this village with a shotgun. Um, but it takes place in this little ass village where like a lot of it's like like Japan had a lot of these sort of like outskirt sort of villages on in in these like less developed areas of the island where like there's a very small tight knit communities. So yes, they're very superstitious, but they're also literally like you're probably related to each other if you're there's like nowhere. there's just nobody around. Like you know, these yeah. are remote, like this is just how people existed. This is how they stay protected. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they kept mm-hmm. the community, they would ward off certain people that came into the community cuz they didn't trust them, you know, whatever. Like so it's like one of those situations where this is a very tight knit community. So it's like, it's definitely playing off of that. Like, it's definitely like, so when I say like simple, I just mean like, like in, 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 in regards to sort of like the life that they live, like it's a hard life probably to a certain extent, but it's also a very simple one, like where their needs are very clear cut. Like, you know what I mean? Like we need to survive. This is how we do it. And there's certain traditions and superstitions are in line with that too. Where, right. where, so yeah. So it's like this whole kind of like powder keg that's happening that, that sort of Ito is sort of like, making come to a head is all sort of based in this sort of very kind of tight knit small kind of environment where you have outside forces the company right and then you have the people that live there and then you have the little fucking like Hatfields and McCoy kind of beefs that you would have between Mm -hmm. certain families and shit so like that's the whole whatever tension in this movie that there is uh it's all built it's all based off of that like you know what I mean it's all based off of these little weird kind of like you know, um, everyone's mad about somebody's transgression because the whole movie right. kicks off on a transgression, right? Like you transgressed against, you know, the spirits because you broke this shit and then you killed this kid's dog and therefore right. I'm going to get my revenge. And like and if the movie is more or less a commentary on that. I feel like I feel like it is like, I mean, it's saying a lot of things in this movie for sure. Uh, but to get back on track with the movie at this point, I think he leaves after the, they pelted the house with shit. It's the next day, right? I'm pretty sure it smells fucking crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he's getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> so he's dressed, right? But as he's dressed and he's leaving, um, Cario comes, Cheerio, Cario. No, um, she <laughs> runs, she runs to meet him and she like hugs him and like gives him a letter and, and some stuff he left, right? I think it was like his wallet or something. And then she like tells him, I always loved you, and then they kiss, right? And then it does this interesting moment where like it keeps cutting back and forth as she's holding him and it's like saying, I loved you, I loved you. And it cuts back to the kiss over and over again. And then you just kind of like watch his eyes like go wide and he like realizes what the fuck's happening. He like throws her to the ground and then she like looks up like, you know, hurt like, and he's just kind of like, 
listen, like I, I can't, I, I can't do this because if, if, if Rico knew that, like I ended up with you, like this should be this devastated. Is, right. So he just runs off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he just runs off. Right. Like, so he, and he leaves her like there after she's like, after they've kissed and she's admitted to him, like that she's always loved him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like a refreshing moment too, because like I feel like mm. a lesser movie would have just like had them just get together. Yeah, yeah, you're right, right, right. Yeah. Or if this was a pink movie, they would have gotten together. Oh, like, absolutely. <laughs> this in the moment. Oh, that, oh, yeah. Yeah, like it was fucking like, music would have started, and then they would have just started fucking kissing each other over over the top of their clothes for like 15 minutes, and then they would have been naked. <laughs> and it, it's a whole thing, people. Like, look at the roll. <laughs> 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 It's like, uh, like uh, Red Account, my bloody angel. I, oh my god, that sex scene goes on for fucking ages in that movie. And it's like, oh, first time I saw, uh, first time I saw him, I fell in love. And then it just immediately like, cuts to them in the room and they fuck for like twenty minutes of like a forty minute movie. It's just impressive too because the movies are so short. Yeah. <laughs> like the movies are so short, but the sex scenes are so long. You're like, holy shit! It's like, wow. <laughs> And these are like Dude. actual, like it's not like porn, but it's softcore. But it's just like, yo, these are long as fuck. They're oh, so yeah. long. They're so long that you're like, who enjoys this? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, like who is this? Who is this for? Like, like you know, like what the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> but like when he runs away from, uh, Mariko runs away from her, right? He comes by like a like little little pond area, and he sees like this just fish are floating atop, and immediately. He's like Kevin from Home Alone smacks his over. Oh, you know, hands <laughs> yeah. to his face, mouth wide open. Holy shit, the well's poisoned. <laughs> We've poisoned the well, right? So he's like running through the village. And as he's running through the village, like you see people scrambling and he gets back to his, uh, I think, in-laws place. And like, there's like dead people there. Like, it's like, in, in, like because we know they're dead people because it's his body's covered with blankets and everyone's looking sad and running their head. And I think his father-in-law looks up and he walks up to him and he says that grandma and grandpa died. Like, and you're like, oh shit. And you know, he, in his mind, he's like, they just got poisoned by this fucking well. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and you know, it's fucked up because it's like Ryu, he's like a guy who's like well-intentioned, but keeps regardless of his yeah. well intentions, just fucked up shit just keeps happening. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. Like, fucked up shit to him just keeps happening, right? And, like, the father tells him that, right? And he asked him if something like, did they drink from the wells or something? Or and But he was like, did he, he immediately asked if he spent the night with the with the family. Yeah. The family. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he just said, like, there was no choice. I had no choice, dog. Like, people were going fucking nuts. They were going to fucking cut my nuts off. Like, you know what I mean? I had to stay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he, he tells him, like, well, you better watch yourself because people are really pissed about, you know, they're really, like, blaming the family for this this like they think they think that they don't know that the wells the well is fucking poison they think it's part of the curse so yeah. again another reason for them the, the family this beef with his family right um so he like takes some of the water like before he leaves to go test it right and like at the same time as he's taking the water we see the father get his get his bike out he's got like the whole bike the little peewee herman style no he doesn't have a peewee bike <laughs> his bike's not as cool as peewee's bike but he's got a no. nice looking bike and he's like telling his wife goodbye and like, you know, he's leaving his family. Um, he even asked where the daughter is and, and, and she like, like glances and we hear music and she's like upstairs in the record. She's playing some very inappropriate upbeat tempo music. Like <laughs> yeah. she's sad, 
but like the worst kind of music that you don't listen to when you're sad. It's like this is the music that you like would fucking dance to or some shit. And she's yeah, like, she does. <laughs> you're right. She's the saddest she gets all, up huh? and she starts doing like the sad dance, like it's sad, like it's it's pretty. The sad. South Park goth dance. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> Uh, she's trying to like dance her dance away the pain. Now, you know what I mean? But it's not working. Right? It's not working. No. She's like trying really hard though. Um, and you feel really bad for her, right? And of course, she leans against the wall and we see a picture of her and her late best friend right there. And of course, why this happens, then we see our our trusty biker gang rolling into town with with fucking like weapons on their back, skifes on their back. And you're like, oh fuck, like. Oh, uh, here we go. So <laughs> these fuckers are back. Right. What they're gonna do. And then we see Mako kind of like running through the village, you know, and we see uh Ryuk is testing the water in this lab. And immediately when he puts like this the the solution in the water, it changes color and he like kind of like drops the test tube, like fuck. And then the the guy who, who's with him, who literally is the one who said there's no way the groundwater could be poisoned, turns to him. He's like, What's wrong? And he's like, the solvent. It, it it got into the fucking the the water like, and he's like, what what do you mean like, he's like, how how did that happen like it's impossible you know of course it wasn't possible whatever but he picks up the <laughs> tube and he can see that like, yeah there's it's it's somehow it got into the groundwater like the yeah. solution got into the groundwater we're fucked right um we got to stop production at once but of course the guy's like no no we don't need to do that like we just don't need to say anything to no one because that's yep. the same thing. yeah <laughs> don't say a word to any fucking buddy right um and just, just evacuate the town right right it's, awesome. like, it's yeah, not even that whatever. these They're people just like, let them blame somebody right they, they, they yeah. believe in they believe in dog gods what the fucking fuck them, yeah. like? <laughs> the little girl runs in she's like yo the man with the motorbikes came broken in breaking into the fucking family whatever the family's name's house and and like they had weapons and he's like we got to do something to stop stop them right so Ryuk is like, all right, fuck it. We got to, he's like, I'm going to tell everybody the truth. And his friend is like, the, his coworker is like, you can't, you know, but he's like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go help this family. He runs out to go save the family, right? On the way that he's running though, with the girl, they come across the dad who we saw is riding on his little 10 speed bike, right? He's like, yo, he tells them some shit. Like they run to the house and then they get to the house. And of course, the moment that they come to the house, the first thing we see is those little fucking effing, those like, uh, they look like they look like wicker men, like you know what I mean. They, yeah, like little straw men that they've hung like nooses in the house and effigy of these, and then almost like the Blair Witch, like Blair Witch kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. Some Blair Witch shit. He walks into some Blair Witch shit, and he's like looking around, and it's like, of course. And then we see his wife is dead, and we see the little boy is dead, and then we see the mom is dead, but the dog isn't. Okay, mm-hmm. so I mean, I. I don't. Does that make does he, does it make these people redeemable that they didn't kill the dog? No, I don't think so. But, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> the dog is just chilling. The dog is like tongue out, whack. <laughs> so like everyone's dead. Like you didn't try to help none of these people. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, what I'm you were a shitty dog. The dog, you didn't even bite one of these motherfuckers. Like <laughs> this dog didn't even try. Dog did not fucking try, which motivates. I think that's what motivates the father to do what he does next. Which oh is, yeah, he goes and I'm gonna skip a little bit for because I don't think it, it's we're damn near at the end here anyways. But he like takes the dog out into like the forest and he digs a hole, puts the dog in the fucking hole. The dog is like kind of like what's going on, you know, whatever. He starts burying the dog and that's when the dog starts growling. But dog is not gonna do shit because he didn't do shit when he killed the family and the dog <laughs> yeah. just buries the dog head up to its neck. So we're glad yeah, for just, real too, by the way. Yeah, like, like it's a it's a dog in there buried with his head. He's just looking around like what the fuck is happening. 
Uh, and he leaves like a piece of meat in front of the dog. And we're like, what the fuck's happening? And the little girl Mako is there, but she's like watching from a tree. Like she's like hiding behind a tree, like what's happening or whatever. Um, and we see the dog. It's kind of like does these time again, this movie, if you haven't guessed by now, if we if you haven't sort of gotten the hint that this movie jumps in time a lot <laughs> because we've said it. Yeah. Uh this movie does a couple of time jumps with the dog, where like we see the dog yeah. just there. And here's Mako again. Like Mako keeps checking on the dog, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's checking on the dog. She sees. I mean, meanwhile, she never tries to like dig the dog out. No, I guess no for reason. Like, no. <laughs> for whatever reason, she's just like fuck that dog. I just want to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so uh, the third time, it's like storming, and he comes. The father comes back, right? Um, and when the father comes back, he has a fucking samurai katana with him, right? And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> they, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And this is when he does, like, this sort of, like, uh, this is when he, like, curses the village and asks, like, for the fucking spirit of the dog god to enter him and get his revenge or whatever, right? And when he does this, that's, like, when he's, like, basically talking to God or the dog god or whoever, and he's looking up and it's fucking storming. Um lightning strikes and then he chops the head of the dog off right but when he chops mm-hmm. the head of the dog off the dog head immediately flies up and bites him on the neck yeah it like <laughs> flies up does a u-turn <laughs> right the dog oh, yeah, head is yeah. like he lops the dog's head off and is flying across the screen and does a u-turn skirt comes back gets, <laughs> yeah. gets his revenge immediately bites him on his neck uh, hell of a way to go, uh, hell of a way to die. Um, like, it's like where, it's like John said. He said it was a cemetery man. Yeah, yeah definitely some cemetery man shit. Some uh, um, shout out to uh, Michelle Schwave. How do you say that guy's name? Schwave. Schwave. I've always said Mikhail Sove. Mikhail Sove. Wrong. Yeah, Mikhail Sove. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I never could say his name right. I, I liked I liked all of his movies. You know, like I, I definitely mm-hmm. I liked the the what what's the fucking um the, the church. Yeah. Oh did, yeah, yeah. And he also did the fucking one with the uh, uh, stage fright. That, yeah, stage fright. Yeah. Man on his fucking yeah, yeah. yeah he could have been. I felt like his career got hampered for some. Like, as, I, I, if I remember correctly, uh, to get off on a little uh, tangent that, that's not about Dog God. Um, I remember correctly, something happened with his family. There was some sort of illness or some shit, mm. and then like that made him step away from filmmaking because he was like at one point was supposed to be like the heir apparent to like Argento, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like he was supposed to he be the one. Done it too. Yeah. You keep definitely could. Cause his movies were like pretty good and you could see like, oh, yeah. oh, like, like, Oh, like in terms of like that genre specifically, that subgenre, the giallo film and just like horror, Italian horror. Like he was definitely on an interesting path an inter- an interesting trajectory with his series of movies. And then it just sort of stopped. But yeah. Um, it's like, I know at a def- certain point he did do some like dramas and stuff. Yeah, like TV but, shit, I think too. Like, like, yeah. like he went into like TV because he still had to like, I guess, make make you know make money, pay bills. But oh yeah, but he like stepped away for some family shit. I'm, it's been a minute since since I've uh, actually went back. I used to be big into Italian horror. Like I went through that phase. Like, um, and I remember vaguely something something along that 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 happened to him. Um, but yeah. you're right. That is definitely some cemetery man shit. When he chops the dog's head off, his dog fucking heads flies and bites him on the neck. Um, crazy, <laughs> crazy moment. But that's like that is like the oh, but that's again we're at that point where it's like this is like the last twenty some minutes of this movie, and the last twenty something it changes movie so many times. Yeah. At this point, right? Like this yeah. is the, for you're like a flying dog head. Like what the fuck? You know what I mean? You're like okay, like you're you're just you're you're going with it. You're like 
all right, there's a flying dog head. Um, but 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 Ito's not done. Like <laughs> he's yeah. not done. He's like, oh, you think the flying dog head is some shit? Like I'm about to like. <laughs> about to do all kind of shit i'm about to like fucking show you some possession shit i'm about to have a demon little girl i'm about to i'm about to just do all kind of shit and like honestly like at this point in the movie i was like i just didn't know what i was i didn't know what was gonna like i was like whatever's happening right now i'm i'm in yeah because i don't trust you like in a good way (laughs) You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, like I don't trust, like I, I don't trust you in a good way. Where I'm like, oh, you're gonna just start throwing like all kinds of like monkey wrenches into everything, right? Like, so then that's exactly what happens. Like at this, well, point, I thought we were gonna get like full on like haunted Turkish bathhouse type shit, where it was like, oh, it's like a full on like you know drama about like this, you know, this murder, and then it like turns into like ah, cat woman comes out. Oh, of the is, oh well, it's funny that you mentioned <laughs> that, uh, uh, Matt. Like uh, a haunted Turkish bathhouse was one of the movies I was, I was thinking about doing and i was like nah that's <laughs> like, a great was, movie though i was thinking about i was like we should do Hunt, but we didn't do that that was definitely a movie that i was i was definitely thinking about doing um but yeah at this point so good. The, the, the the dog's head gets chopped off then the fucking then the whole mind explodes like right yeah then then ryuk head jumps out in front of the bikers with a fucking he's got the samurai sword right and he's like i'm gonna kill you fuckers <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah so he chases them like it like chases them away and then like takes one of them hostage more, you know, and then takes the gets a, a police officer. The first police officer we see in the whole fucking movie rolls up on a tent. Yeah. And the and police officer sucks. And he sucks. He's a complete <laughs> scared ass police officer. Doesn't want to do shit. Right. Um, but he takes him back to his father in law's house with the police officer. And he's saying, we're going to call the police. These I saw these men. He knows that these men killed the family. And like we're gonna have them fucking arrested, and mm. you know what I mean. And and like the father-in-law is like in on it. So like he tries to like the, the he tells the cop to call to call the cops. And while the cops trying to use the phone, the father like pulls the plug out the out of the phone, right? And the, mm. the cops like doesn't work. Like what's going on? So then like Ryuk steps up and looks and checks. He's like, you 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 sap you what the fuck are you in on this? Like you sabotage? You don't want you know? And then that's when the guys come. Like yeah. before they can get into it, that's when the guy, the bikers actually show up, and the bikers show up. I guess with the, I'm assuming it's like one of the villagers who's the father of the guy he kidnapped. I'm mm. assuming. So that that's lets me I know thought. that like the bikers are part of the village, apparently. Yeah. Because like that guy, he has like a shotgun, and he's like, "You give me my son back or whatever, right?" Um, and they're like there to get his son back or whatever, and that's when Ryuk takes he takes the dude that he has hostage. He takes uh, his mother-in-law, and I think uh, his, I don't know if Mako's with them. Is the little girl with them? I don't think so. I don't think she's with them, right? I think it's just it's just the mother-in-law and the hostage guy, and the, maybe the cop. Or did the cop stay? I don't remember. Um, no, he the cop was with him. So like they run back and they go to the storage. The story the, the father's like uh, trying to like ward off the guys who come into the house, right? The bikers and the in the, the biker's father, the kidnapped biker's father. And he's like, Don't go in I think the 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 the, the mother in law is like, don't do anything. We don't go in the storage room. Again, we didn't know why the fuck she was talking about the storage room. The little girl mentioned the storage room earlier, like we already said. So they go inside this fucking storage room where she does not want them to go inside. And once they get in there and he closes the door, like um the father and them run up, but he closes the door on them, right? Locks it, and the mother 
two fucking pale arms just come out of nowhere and grab the mother and lift oh her God. off the ground and start choking. You're like, yo, what is fucking happening? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. and like, uh, as she's being choked to death, literally the, the arms drop her and we look up and there's this fucking pale, uh, guy who looks kind of like a fucking a Japanese ghost kind of like, you know, like, yep. but, but also he's like clearly alive, but he kind of looks like one of like a Japanese people under the stairs kind of guy. <laughs> he's like clearly still alive but you're like well, what the fuck is happening and it's almost zombie like too right zombie like and you don't really know like like i didn't know like what what the fuck is this guy but the cop like opens <laughs> the door like right and then the guy the, the father-in-law runs in and so do the the other bikers and he like sees his wife and he runs to her she's dead and then he kind of like looks up uh, I think uh, what's his name? Like he like throws the sword up at him. It like sticks, but like so the guy, the the guy, the the pale guy grabs the sword, and that's when the dude with the shotgun shoots him. Right? He like shoots him, mm-hmm. and he falls yeah. from above. The father catches him, but the sword stabs the father. <laughs> so boom, a whole a whole bloodline's taken out, damn near, <laughs> <laughs> except for a little girl, right? Uh, and then so like they all run away, like. The bikers, the dad who shot him, the fucking cop, even, they all run away. <laughs> Except for Ryu, <laughs> he's standing there like, what the fuck is going on? And the dad is like holding the sword in his chest. And that's when the dad admits like, this this guy is my son. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he starts to explain mm. to him like, like, again, totally random, like totally. But he says like the dog God made him crazy in the head. That's, that's, but like, he said that like, basically like, the dog god cursed his family because they took this land as collateral for a loan. Yeah. Right. So like when he did that, whoever he originally took the the uh, the uh, the land from, the family cursed him. So they had this son with this this other woman, his other wife. Right. And he came out fucked up. Like kid came out like you know apparently super ashy, uh, <laughs> antisocial, <laughs> and like he locks him away in the storage. And then that's when he <laughs> and he's still blaming the dog God for all of the misery, like all of his family's misery. But like he then he says that, like, yeah, he couldn't let people know that he had such a wretched son, which is fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, shit, right. But he's like, he, but he also said he wanted to protect him, which is another thing, which is weird. Like you wanted to protect him, but you also didn't like you want to keep him away. But then he met his yeah. wife. Right? He met his wife, Sawa. And then that, that's when she had Reiko and Mako. Right. And like uh, he and I think the son. He he said he couldn't let couldn't let her know of a Sanichi. I think that's what it was, Sanichi, um, which is weird. Maybe maybe he maybe that's a subtitle, like maybe that's just something wrong in the subtitles because the wife clearly knew, mm-hmm. you know, because she was like, "Don't go back there in the storage room," right? Yeah, and and the little daughter even mentioned it, so they knew. So I'm assuming like maybe that's something that got lost in translation. Maybe that's maybe I can't. There's something something's missing there. I, that's a piece that I can't quite can't quite uh, put together. Like right. So, so like they didn't know, but they did know. But anyways, he fucking dies right <laughs> after he tells <laughs> after he delivers all this exposition. Right? Then he just croaks. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very convenient. Yeah. Uh... Uh, and what's really funny is our is after he does this we see fucking riku drinking the biggest bottle of like sake or whatever it's like a huge bottle he's like drinking. oh yeah he's like taking it to the face right he's just fucking getting drunk yeah (laughs) pouring it all over himself too pouring it all over then he like throws it in this like fucking like it looks like a fucking uh, in-ground like 
I don't know, like a fire pit or something. And then like smoke comes up and then he sees like this ghost image of Reiko, right? Hmm. And he like goes up to it and like tries to hug it. But of course it just disappears. And like, this is when the movie decides to, to change on us again. <laughs> like yeah. again. At this point, at this point um, the, the sort of spirit of Rico, like, like every, like we start to see her like in the mirror reflection and then like the wind starts to blow and the drawers open up and like one of her gowns like flies out. Right. And the gown like flies across the fucking house and out and across the hallway and then it goes over top of the sleeping Mako. For some reason, Mako's just in a room sleeping for whatever reason. I don't know why. I guess it's just bedtime. And then it like sweeps <laughs> over her and completely disappears. Like it takes her away. Like it's a pretty yeah. effect the way it just sweeps over and then yeah. it just disappears. And then we see the bikers who are like fleeing, right? And then while they're fleeing, that's when like the fucking they see the head of the dog in the middle of the road. And they're like, ah, oh! so they like what <laughs> the road crashes his bike explodes another one flies explodes. this way another one goes into the fucking water like and then, yeah. we, then we see the little girl mako who's wearing the gown drunk from the trees and then she's like frolicking through the night possessed like cackling or whatever <laughs> like the spirit, yeah. of her, the spirit of her dead sister and then uh rico like he wakes up back in that room but his like arms and legs are like tied by ropes to random fucking furniture <laughs> yeah right weirdly right and then he like looks up and then he sees mako who's possessed by her dead sister but she's got like the fucking red contacts and she's like looking down at him like all you know it's like pretty fucking fucking creepy looking right um and he's like mako and she's like clearly not mako it's clearly like mako possessed right but she's like sitting atop of like a fucking like chandelier kind of wooden thing. I don't know what the fuck this thing is, right? But it's like, yeah. you know, she's like sitting atop of it, and uh, and she's talking, and it's very Exorcist, right? She's like, he's like, she's saying like, you know, you know, you need to leave this place and get out of here now. Um, and he doesn't want to leave Mako because he want he he promised that he would he promised the father that he would look after her is one of his last dying wishes. So yeah. like, but at this time, like Mako is completely overcome by the demon or not even the demon the spirit of her sister right and like there's this cool effect where she like leans her head down and then you see her sister's head over top of her yeah <laughs> oh, it's really was, cool this is pretty yeah, fucking cool freaky. it's a really pretty it's a pretty like lo-fi effect but it's like really fucking cool and she's like talking to him right and she's like saying you know like i know that you love uh, karori and she's like hurt like how how do you you know what i mean and, and she's like hurt that he like loves her friend and like he's trying to reason with the his the spirit of his dead wife this whole time like over the shoulder of you know her little sister or her head yeah on some like almost on some like um i feel like fucking malignant but like not (laughs) (laughs) malignant shit but like not like a conjoined twin or some shit and then she like disappears back behind her head and she looks back up with the red eyes it's a pretty fuck it's one of my favorite moments in the movie right um cool and like to wrap this up because we're we we've been we've been we went through the whole movie and just watch if you're gonna watch this just watch the movie trust us it's fucking it's insane it's insane as we as it sounds <laughs> <But> <laughs> it comes down to this battle between Rigo and Mako possessed right and like all sorts of funny shit about what let me get let me just get you guys' thoughts on this last because <laughs> this is fucking crazy like what are you what were you guys thoughts on this like last clash between these two fucking <laughs> 
it felt like at times they were doing like lucha arm drags and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I was watching a special wrestling match for a second. I was like, God, what the hell's happening? Yeah. Most and flipping her, and I'm like, what the shit? The very end of this movie, too. Oh my God. It's the most like bleak yeah, it goes way from, like, to end this. It goes from immensely silly to really fucking bleak. It does. <laughs> it, it, it does a lot of that tonal. It's like a back and forth, like where it's like, this is goofy, then it's like dead serious. Like, even like you said, like the fucking she's like flying through the air doing like like you said wrestling moves. Then she, then they're doing like weird like <laughs> cuts of her jumping around the room and like <laughs> various poses <laughs> and running up the wall. She even does like the fucking wall run like fucking uh like homie in UFC fucking uh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah ran up the cage and kicked Ben Henderson like what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah. I forget uh, what the fuck is his name uh, Anthony Pettis or whatever yeah she does like the Anthony Pettis on the wall like, <laughs> like you're like what the fuck is happening and like uh fucking he Rico's like fucking running and trying to find Mako because Mako's like you know decides that she's just gonna like you know run around the rest of the village or whatever, <laughs> or yeah. whatever or run around the house um and ultimately, what happens is after they like have a series of moments where 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 it's I feel like it's a lot of setup of like our payoff more so than setup a lot of payoffs from just shit that we've seen throughout the movie. Uh, it it comes down to like him like w- choking her, like you know what I'm saying, like literally. Oh, but what I forgot because there's a lot of moments. There's a lot of cool moments about this fight that I forgot. The moment where she drops down from above when he's like looking at the picture of his wife his dead wife and she like drops down and like fucking leg locks him around the neck <laughs> yeah but then it's like hairy man legs yeah like yeah up, like that shit was <laughs> i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a little ass girl but there's like these hairy ass man legs wrapped around his neck i thought that was pretty that was pretty cool a cool uh moment like again true like ito's a, just really good at like just weird like imagery like you know what i mean where it's like that's just such a fucking weird image to have this little ass girl with these full-grown hairy ass man legs wrapped around his neck um, <laughs> yeah but yeah like he manages to like throw her off and shit and she does like a flip or some kind and then she like grabs the axe and then again like again slash her shit like you know she's like chasing him around with a fucking axe right <laughs> yeah and i think uh at that point and she's got the fucking again the fucking completely red eyes and she's kind of like floating and shit with the little axe and i think at this point like um the fucking the son, the fucking people under the stairs, son, like makes an appearance because he's not dead. He like grabs his ankle and but he ends up getting his hand chopped off by the girl mm-hmm. with the axe. Like and then, <laughs> and then he gets like uh Rico gets like a blood, like a fucking blood cum shot in his face. Like, like, ah! <laughs> 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 right. And that's when it gets to the fucking like the final sort of like they're in this like a uh, courtyard kind of area of the house or whatever. And like he starts to choke her and like as he's choking her, we see like her becoming herself again. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like slowly she's like starting to be uh uh Mako again and no longer like Mako possessed by her sister. And like when she finally looks like her completely, he lets go, but then he's like, Oh shit, I killed her. Like she's dead. Fuck. Like I killed Mako. And he's like sad, he's distraught, right? So he does what anyone would do and he fucking decides to wrap a rope around his neck and jump down a well. <laughs> God. <laughs> so God he does, damn. Right, right. He fucking jumps down a fucking well, um, <laughs> hits the water. The rope kind of like slack breaks. He falls into the water, but I guess he still broke his neck. I don't know. And then like the water splash flies all the way up out the well. 
splashes Mako on the face, and Mako wakes up. <laughs> so fucked. All right, like, well, I'm, I'm alive. You know, <laughs> this movie's yeah. Movie's wild. <laughs> and then it comes to my one of the best parts is the ending, right? So, so seventeen funerals. This is the seventeenth one. So they're like, <laughs> yeah. walk, they're like walking along. Mako's walking along with the procession, right? It's a funeral procession that they're walking along, and then they look off to the side. And you see this coffin, it's burnt, like on some like Viking shit. They're like, you know, or like a cremation or whatever. And mm. like this coffin is burning. And we know it's Ryuk because Mako looks at it and says his name, like Ryuk. So that in case we didn't know. So she runs down to the fucking coffin to look at it and watch it burn. And just to make sure that we know that it really is him, he decides to pop out of the fucking coffin <laughs> and look at us while he's fucking burning alive. And it's like a fucking fucking close-up shot of his face, which is pretty fucking cool, of his face melting in the flame as he's staring at us, and then the fucking the end. It like stop. The movie's over after that. And yeah, like, that is the curse of the dog. <laughs> like, and it was like, I mean, it's a perfect ending for for this kind of movie. Like this movie, it, mm. it just ends in an absolutely insane way. Um, oh yeah. And like overall. Since we're at the end of the movie, um, overall, guys, uh, did you did you enjoy this movie? And would you and would you recommend this movie? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I did enjoy it. I mean, I do think it's not it's not perfect, and there is parts of it that I'm like, it, it gets mm. very convoluted. It's yes. Uh, yes. it does get kind of slow at points too. Mm. But the moments that are good are great and are well worth seeking out for that. Oh yeah, and like. Again, like the, the, the talking about it has made me like even like it a little bit more too. Yeah. Like just, just like getting a full like understanding of because when we first watched it, me and John both were like, "What the fuck? I don't know." <laughs> I had to sit and then, for a minute. <laughs> yeah, like it's a movie you have to sit on too, and then pr- a rewatch is probably like mm-hmm. definitely needed for a movie like this to to fully get everything into place. Be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You- it's just the way the story is told. You don't expect it to be as dark and bleak mm-hmm. as it is, because it's such as like a typical like oh ghost revenge type movie. You know that's a lot. You see that a lot in like especially this era of Japanese horror. But like it gets so like just sad. Like, like oh yeah, the yeah. scenes with the 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 guy the whole family getting murdered, <laughs> the ending of the movie. Like everything is like it's just like man, it just gets more and more depressing as it goes along. It's such a bleak downer movie that at the same time doesn't really feel that way because there is so mm. much insanity to it mm. yeah i i agree um it is one of those movies where where i definitely think it this is the type of movie that is so quintessential like mas material like that's mm. why i say a lot, a lot of movies i cover i'm like this is mas material because it's like it's one of those movies that it's not like it's not perfect by any stretch but there's so many things that are so mm-hmm. off center or to the left of center and so strange and they like add they add up like this is like a cumulative effect right where it's like yeah so much shit going on here that this movie has this weird kind of like charm to it this is kind of like some movies that i talk about I know, like, this is a type of movie that, like, probably I, me and, like, two other people like. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, this is fucking <laughs> so specific to me. But this is one of those movies where I'm like, nah, this is more of a, like, 
yeah, you're going to be confused. Don't get it wrong. But like, this is a movie that like, regardless, by the end of the movie, this is like a movie that's enjoyable. And it's also one of those movies that like, it's actually better when you revisit it, not even watching it, just revisiting it by talking about it. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's one of those movies because it's just a lot going on. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, almost like, you know how people like talk like to talk about like Kubrick movies a lot? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you could be like, oh, what did he mean by that? And people have all these theories. And like and like even like Jordan Peele's movies kind of are kind of like the modern, even though I don't really think I'm not like the biggest Jordan Peele head for real. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm not a I don't know, like I'm on the fence about him because I do feel like in terms of like big names in filmmakers right now, like he's definitely one of the ones and at least he's doing original shit. He's not doing like fucking remakes. So you got to give him credit for that. But I also right. think there's a lot of there's a lot of hype behind him. Yeah. And and he hasn't done something to the equivalent of Get Out, in my opinion. Like, as much as I appreciated his his uh, his two second effort, uh, us for what he was attempting, and and then his newer one, uh, fucking uh, get what is it? Fucking uh, I think it's is it Nope? Nope. Us and Nope. Like as much as I appreciated them, I still kind of feel like he's doing like a weird thing where where where. He he kind of had he kind of understands his own sort of uh, appeal and like the things that made a movie like Get Out so sort of like appealing or 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 rewatchable is like because people could watch it one way right it's like the the hmm. M Night Shyamalan effect right where it's like you can watch a movie once. Uh, specific well only like one or two of his movies actually work this way the rest of them don't really work <laughs> shout out to him <laughs> uh but like uh fucking uh where you could watch it the first time and not see a lot of things but once you got to the ending you rewatch it you could be like oh this means that this means this this means that right right it still it works on two levels right and his other movies i feel like they're kind of re they're engineered in reverse where it's like the things that were in the background and to get out right become the things that are in the foreground in his in his mm. next movies. So yeah. it's all about the puzzles. It's all about those are the things that are prominently put in front of you. When and when in, when initially the stuff was behind it was like it was just a movie that worked. It was a thriller that worked and then all this other stuff in the background was there for you like easter egg type shit that you could like unravel certain mysteries under the surface. And like now it's like no the mystery is the fucking the movie. And I feel like that's mm. that's kind of like but not to get off on that tangent, which I always do, uh, a movie like this, right? A movie like The Dog God is is convoluted in in but in a, in ways that you can like talk about it and ask yourself questions like, what did this mean? And, and if you didn't, you notice like this character did this and this character did that, and it has that sort of. Uh, there's something about movies like that that are always going to be kind of like fun, like you know what I mean, like yeah. fun to enjoy and, and to talk about. So I think that's why. This is a that this is a movie that I, I felt would be a good movie to talk about with you guys, but also yeah. just for people to actually watch. Uh, I know some of the movies I talk about, I don't expect people to watch at all. Like I don't, mm. I don't like. There's certain. Well, I haven't gone as far as you guys. And we could talk about. <laughs> that. I haven't watched like, uh, fucking like I haven't done any Marion Dora. I know that's. Oh, I, know that's God. Your, I know that's your guys' favorite filmmaker. I know. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done any of his shit, or I haven't done like any of like uh, the more kind of like vomit porn type stuff mm. like uh you know i haven't gotten like i'm aware of that stuff i've seen some of that stuff but i haven't done some of that stuff the closest yeah. i think the one i did the calamity of snakes which has actual like that's animal wild death. yeah it oh. animal death in it so it's kind of fucked up but like i yeah. haven't really i haven't really gone like 
that far, but like I do feel like uh, I just wanted to watch a movie that like I could say is this is weird, but anybody could watch this and it could still and still have a good time with it. Um, and on that note, um, as as I close the end of this episode, thanks again, guys, uh, for coming on. Oh, thank um, you. Yes, thank you. I wanted to ask you guys, or more or less, give the floor to you guys to sort of, you know, um, talk a little bit more about uh, Sick on Cinema, and plug whatever you want, um, because I know you have some things out there for people to check out to put their eyes on. So the floor is yours. <laughs> Uh, go ahead. You start first, John. <laughs> no, I mean, we uh, we've been doing this a while. You know, we're on Spotify, iTunes, anything, anywhere you want to look. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Sick on Cinema. We cover a varying degree of films, from the extremely fucked up and disgusting to just weird and absurd. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Uh, it's kind of our niche of the world. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think there's only like one platform that we don't have our stuff on. Which mm-hmm. I think is uh, what was I don't, I don't even remember the name of it right now. I see the logo in my head, but I don't remember the name of it. Um, yeah, our podcast is pretty much everywhere. Um, John has his short film collection coming out yeah, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. <laughs> if we don't Fuck. keep getting errors and shit. <laughs> yeah, God bless. Yeah, the, um, the, the wonders of DVD authoring. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the joys, <laughs> the joys and wonders. <laughs> A fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, short Shits is the name of it. It's a short film compilation by me that spans nearly 16 years of terrible independent filmmaking. <laughs> uh, where all the money is going to go to the MS Society. So it's for a good cause. Not to be confused with Mutual Aberration Society, but <laughs> it's yeah. a different one, guys. It's the difference. It's the difference. Is a good cause. <laughs> this is not going to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just I didn't, I didn't make that clarification. <laughs> Like what you're gonna give money to the I mean, I don't, hey, no, you know. No. <laughs> uh yeah, um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so I was gonna ask you guys before before I close this out. Um when it comes to like sick on cinema, right? And, and when it mm-hmm. comes to sort of like you your guys's podcast, uh why do you do it? that's the million dollar question right there right 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 i always like, we, I, I don't I, I don't ask guests enough that i feel like i don't ask guests enough why they do the things they do and i feel like it's a good question to ask <laughs> i think it's just I mean, like, it just comes down to just a pure passion for you know not just like extreme cinema but just cinema in general and you know getting to put eyes on things that are not talked about too often because I feel like for the most part, we try to mainly just discuss things we like. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. venture out of that from time to time and cover stuff like Marindora <laughs> just because he's so infamous. Yeah. <laughs> but we try to stay yeah. away from that a lot of times and just like try to like get eyes on movies that maybe people haven't heard of before that are just mm-hmm. as deserving as some of the bigger ones. Well, it's like we started a like a, a mini episode type thing called mild symptoms where we've been cover covering a ton of like independent like films or stuff we've you know gotten requests to do or we've requested ourselves to do with the last mm-hmm. one but um yeah it, it's just a way to get eyes on stuff that we have a passion for and be like hey you know this is out here you know check it out and um and, again i don't know it, it, a lot of it is just a love for just film in general because we've collected and like you know 
sought out films for fucking years now. Yeah. Yeah. So even before the podcast started Mm -hmm. and if it ever ends, it'll continue then after. Yeah. You know, as I, this movie is, you know what? This podcast is just like, uh, the dog god because it probably has like five different endings. Because uh, I'm like, I'm, before I end the episode for the fifth time, uh, I wanted to ask you that too because I got you guys on here. Um, physical media, um, mm-hmm. because you guys are uh, definitely physical media guys. Um, I'm a physical media guy, but I'm more like, uh, I have a lot of like I used to have a fucking I used to have the wall of movies. Mm-hmm. Before I moved to Los Angeles, I mean, I moved back from Los Angeles, but but I had to like sell all that shit, mm. uh, and then like I sort of now I have a collection, but it's like a little bit, it's a lot more. It used to be just like quantity over quality. Um, no, yeah, but now I'm I'm kind of worse with books. Like I'm probably my my book my books I have way way too many books, um, and that's not going to change. It's only going to get worse. But um, <laughs> uh, I still have a lot of I still have a lot of films, but but. It's always interesting when I see uh, and I come across people who are who are purchasers of physical media and people who still purchase and people who buy who spend significant amounts of their own income on physical media, which I know you guys do. Oh, yeah. like one of those things where it's like, you know, like certain, you know, you got all these boutique, uh, you know, Blu-ray DVD companies and shit. And they were like, you know, you got the arrows and you got your fucking blue undergrounds. And you got fucking, you know, Mondo Macabro, who I think did a, a Blu-ray of, of the movie we just watched. I think. They yeah. Did. I think um, yeah. And fucking, you know, the various ones. You guys know them. You know what I mean? Even the really more small niche people who are doing very specific stuff. Uh, what keeps, you know, I'm always interested in that. Like, what what is it about it? Because I know what it is for me. Like, I know I know why I enjoy. I, I like to have, like, tangible things. Um, and there's something about, I mean. Some of it is a collecting thing, I guess. Some of that is maybe, but it's it's a little bit more than that for me. What is it for you guys that is appealing about buying physical media, owning physical media, and like why do you continue to do so? Given that we live in twenty twenty three, everything is fine. <laughs> yeah, in the air, digital, in the cloud, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy I, I get, too because it's changed a lot. Because like at one point it'd been mm-hmm. like, oh, there's definitely stuff that's been put out by like the boutique labels that mm-hmm. it just it's not on streaming anywhere. And that is starting to change mm-hmm. with the platform like Tubi, which seems to have every fucking Tubi's Tubi. I'm, I'm on record as saying Tubi's like the best streaming. It's I, it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I, for me, I think there is a bit of like a nostalgia thing to it because it's like mm-hmm. it harkens me back to going to the video stores when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. buying stuff specifically or renting stuff specifically based on the covers, you know. Right. So to be able to take something off the shelf, look at it, read it, see all the little knickknacks that come with it, I don't know. It, it's like a, it's just something that's really fun and very addicting. It's like uh, yeah. for a while I got into like collecting like magic cards or Pokemon cards. It's the rush of opening it. There's something so satisfying mm-hmm. about like opening something and getting to look through it and like enjoy like that aspect of it. Yeah, but also ultimately, I do think it needs to be about the movie itself, and yeah. the collecting has changed a lot over the years. Where it's like, I don't just buy everything anymore. Now, mm-hmm. now it's like it's got to be something I'm really interested in, or something I know I'm going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend twenty seven to thirty dollars on a movie that I know is a piece of shit. Just own it. That's like vinegar. <laughs> yeah. Syndrome. Yeah. That's like that's why I don't really like <laughs> vinegar syndrome. Like I like vinegar syndrome as a company. Don't get me wrong, but like. I, they have some releases that are just like they know this is garbage, but they're just yes. like putting it out. Like you know what I mean? Like this is a stupid movie, but like we're gonna put it out because no one put it out. And and it's almost like yeah, but like I don't want to pay forty 
thirty dollars or whatever to own this this movie that I, is horrible. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I'm like so, I do. <laughs> it's so tough with them too because it's yeah. like they do put out garbage like mm-hmm. Spookies or Demon mm-hmm. Wind, which is immensely entertaining and mm-hmm. a movie that I'm passionate about and love. And then they put out something like Savage Harbor with Frank Stallone and Cameron Mitchell, which is one of the most ungodly pieces of shit I've ever seen. And it's like, I don't need this. Right. You know, but here's the thing. Like, I, I get it from an archival standpoint. Like some of this shit is like, yo, if the fact that it exists on a disc means that it's going to be around. But like you, some of the shit you're like, but does it still need to be around? Like, like some of this, some of this shit is like, this shit probably should not be around anymore. Like, this is not a movie that's like, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, you know. But the good stuff is good for sure. But mm-hmm. they have some shit that I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not paying for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's no way I'm paying that price for that thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it, it, we, I do think that that's an interesting. Uh, an interesting aspect to sort of the collector's market now. Yeah. And a rush well, to sort of put things out. There's just like, they're just putting anything out. Like It's like, yeah. I'm a big shot on video fan. Like I love shot. On yeah. Video SOVs horror. are great. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like it hit me one day as I was holding like a slip covered Blu-ray edition of a shot on video. Movie. <laughs> this is a shot on VHS movie on Blu-ray that has no benefit. It will not benefit yeah. this movie <laughs> at all. And if they put it on DVD, it would cut the price in half. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, that's not that's, gonna happen. And that's what I was thinking when I was talking to. Uh, I actually talked to, and I I met uh, Scooter McRae at, oh. at a Hell fucking yeah. uh, convention I was at um in Voidcon back in. Uh, that's why I'm wearing this shirt. But fucking uh, a couple weeks ago, or not even that week ago, but uh, but I was talking to him because obviously he made Shatter Dead and he made uh, Sixteen Tongues, and I I did an episode about Sixteen Tongues. I almost did an episode about Shatter Dead, but I feel like Shatter Dead is 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 the one movie that like I know is, no gets no gets talked about a lot. So I was like, I'm gonna fucking talk about 16 tongues. This is so weird. Uh, like honestly, I think you probably you probably still could because like there's a lot of people like even in our like circle that we talk to all the time. It's like, oh, Shattered Dead. They're like, oh, what the fuck is that? It's so you know, good. I bought oh, I bought so that movie on disc. Like it had to be like early 2000s. Like I walked. There used to be a store, a physical media store. Those used to exist, people. Uh, and, like, fucking, it was called Media Play. I don't know if you guys had a Media Play out where you are, but like so. it was like a big, kind of like Best Buy kind of tile store. Uh, and I walked in there and I found Shattered It and I bought it based on the cover because the cover yeah. was that fucking image of the main character and woman who sticks the gun in herself, <laughs> uh, looking through looking through that blasted hole in the wall, yep. blood around it. And I was just like, this looks cool. And I took it home and I was not expecting. Uh, the scene with the with the gun um and, <laughs> and i didn't know how to process it when i first watched this was years ago like this was mm-hmm. years like years ago i was like you know like so so like shattered Day was one of those movies that like it did like i didn't even know if i liked it and then like years later i came back to it i was like yo this movie's kind of this kind of movie kind of rules it's like kind of like yeah. <laughs> this movie's like yeah. awesome as fuck um so like meeting scooter um and scooter's like it's cool it's very fucking cool dude um, he like let me drink. He like I think he let anybody he was talking to drink out of his flask. He had like some <laughs> drink out his flask. And he was talking to me about his. He has a, a a short that he screened that you can watch for free on Vimeo. Um, uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, and it's called Saint Frankenstein. Um, go, mm. look it up. It's great. Um, it looks really good, really slick. Um, but he's his his newest feature is on film. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, and it, I just thought like I was I asked him like I was like you have these movies that are like it's shot on video and that's been like you're known for that shot on video aesthetic and isn't it ironic now that like now that 
everyone is shooting on video you decided to shoot on film he's like yeah i don't like it's kind of appropriate right <laughs> like you know what I mean? like, <laughs> like now that he's and i feel like that's that's kind of like the collector's market uh, mm-hmm. to tie it back in where it's like now that everybody's watching fucking streaming apps and having netflix and hulu accounts and all these other bullshit streaming services uh now like now it's cool to, to actually own shit again like um, yeah like for people that are kind of like uh on the fringes of fucking shit it's, it's like it becomes one of those things where it's like uh yeah like this is a, a new way that's an old way if that makes yeah sense. yep that's yeah it does so uh, clearly um i've talked too much <laughs> but thanks thanks guys this is actually the ending now um so everyone um if you haven't uh listened or uh checked out sick on cinema uh go do that now what are you waiting for it's on all of the fucking places where you can find podcasts like it subscribe it rate it do all the things that you probably don't do for mas uh, <laughs> i actively tell people to listen like don't i don't care like do what you want yeah. <laughs> like subscribe whatever you, you want to you want more stuff subscribe to the patreon whatever but but if not cool but definitely check out sick on cinema um i, I came across it i enjoy it i enjoy your guys's rapport i mean you guys can tell your family how mm. comfortable you are with each other um that's an element that's missing from a, probably a lot of podcasts um and yeah and all and if you want to listen to mas um you're, you're already listening to it if you got this far uh you know continue to do so and if you want to uh if you want to subscribe to the patreon you can i mean i i uh i'm not pushing it it's again this is not one of those things for me and i feel like maybe you guys are the same uh way where i don't do this for money like I, i'm not really no, doing God, this no. i'm not really doing this for uh clout or like mm-hmm. for it to be a thing i'm doing this because i'm this is w- uh, what i want to do like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. this, this exists because this is what i want to exist um because i don't i feel like there's not going to be a lot of podcasts that cater to this shit you know what i mean like right I'm, and i'm pretty sure that you guys probably feel similar when it comes to what you guys do which is like no one's really catering to this stuff so um for all the weirdos out there that it is we're here for you <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Uh, yeah, but as always, I do not know how to end podcast. Uh, so this is the end. And I will see listeners. I won't see you listeners, but I will <laughs> talk to you listeners again uh, next week. Um, thanks again, guys. Uh, and peace. <laughs> You're in the right place for shitty music. I got out of bed and drink a fifth of Henny. Bad bitches, I got plenty. Got time to hate on me, you should get a job. Dick riding is not a job. Trapping the same 53 days like Steve Jobs. Rappers make up stories like Calvin and Hobbes. Me and the plug like Hobbs and Shaw. Nigga run up on me, I'ma break his jaw. In my comments, hating, I don't know who you is. I ain't fucking mom, you was not my kid. I'll hit the dope and he can't stop dancing. I hit the dope and I can't stop dancing. Her pussy stink and her booty hole brown. Her pussy don't stink and her booty hole not brown. I feel like little Uzi Burt, I flutter her face. I can't tell the time, all these rocks in the face. Like a triple I'm alive again. If you're a rapper, dead, never gonna be alive again. Why people love me? Cause I got good cocaine. I know you suck at my dick, but I forgot your name. Bands in my pocket and I'm fresh as fuck. I step in the club and I'm fucking it up. Walk in the trap, ah, I'm fucking it up. How to bring my hood with me like I'm down with the club. These rappers downloaded and wanna come out. You put Henny in me and hits come out. Fiend hit the dope and he can't stop dancing. I hit the dope and I can't stop dancing. This song sound like the 80s back. If I was alive in the 80s, I'd have been selling crap. I was alive in the 20s, I'm selling cocaine. Ain't listening to Jay Z, I listen to Lil Wayne. I saw the white boy A for A. 
$80. I feel like Fierce's Mafia, I popped my collar. Haters like Adam 22 watching me fuck. Bro, not about the reason you broke as fuck. Niggas still talking to Adam 22 after he watched his bitch get fucked. How the fuck you still going on no jumper talking to a nigga who watched his bitch get fucked? Nigga dance floor and I'm going insane. I feel like Marlon Wayne in major pain. All I eat, sleep, and breathe is war. Got a couple lean in the side door. My bitch gets scared every time I go to sleep. I'm on so much drugs, I feel dressed like yeet. Fucking niggas, bitch, just like ski. See me out in public, you might think I'm a tweet. Shorty in the club, all she wanna do is dance. Ass way too fat, it can't fit in my hand. I'm not D Savage, but I'm dirty damn. White boys strapped up like we in Afghanistan. Ass way too fat, it can't fit in their pants. Bitch got her ex named Tata, gotta cover it up. Bitch text me at 3 a.m. down bad as fuck. Haters in the crib doing mooks down bad as fuck. Adam don't wanna admit it, but he got cut. You are 40 years old, you got cut, that's it. I don't kick the dope, and he just did a split. If you a racist nigga, you got a small dick. Being racist for niggas with small dicks. I'm not a racist, cause I hate everyone. Hit her first day, that's a hole in one. Drunk bitch think she ice spice, think she in her mood. Like a triple stack of E, I'm watching her move. I'm rapping like Gunu and little dude. Throw a bitch out the car, she got an attitude. Perkins that's busting, I'm going insane. Hit the dance floor, got me going insane. I move that rock like Bossing say. I'ma keep dropping heat, I don't care what they say. I'm on more drugs than white boys with grandparents. Rico and G sagging when you see my appearance. Turn on world peace too, you might see my appearance. Yell the club like white kids do to their parents. I'm on so much Molly, I'm going insane. Drunk as fuck in the club, I'm going insane. Ah, dance floor going insane. I feel like James Brown dancing on my brain. I feel like the ghost of Michael Jackson dancing on my brain. New nigga from the hip like the movie Shane. Ten thousand dollar fit, not wearing a chain. Hit the dance floor, nigga going insane. I'll hit the dope and you can't stop dancing. I hit the dope and I can't stop dancing. I was trapping way over there. And I was trapping over there. Real nigga, I done trapped everywhere. Had the Carter 2 on a CD player. Drinking more honey than Kanye when he broke up with Amber Rose. More honey than Christ Dirge on the Christ Dirge show. Ass fat as fuck. She on the dance floor, her ass fat as fuck. On the dance floor, triple stack, fucking it up. Why the stove in the trap, I'm fucking it up. I walk in the trap and I fuck it up. Dropped out of school, thought I fucked it up. Told that bitch keep dancing, fuck it up. Already hit the bottom, all we can go is up. Fee hit the dope and you can't stop dancing. I hit the dope and I can't stop dancing. In the club, everybody dancing. Cocaine Wonderland got these niggas dancing. Hit the dope, dance. Hit the dope, dance. Big ass Glock in my pants. That's a bank loan, that is not an advance. Hit the dope, dance. Hit the dope, dance. Hit the dope, dance. Hit the dope. Hit the dope. Ah! Hit the dope. You! Hit the dope. I'm being gang stomped by the CIA. But you put a chip in my brain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The shadow people uh-huh. are in your walls. Uh-huh.